You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. The only people for me are the mad ones. The world is filled with the boring and the barely conscious. The misery loves company. But we don't have to live this way. Jessica and I are here to talk to those the system rejects, to radicals and thought criminals. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but push the boundaries of acceptable discourse. Those who stare reality in the face and dare it to be different. History isn't made by the timid, and fun is not had by the perpetually afraid. We are the mad ones. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Mad Ones. I am your host, Brad Binkley, here with my co-host, Jessica Green. Cam took over propaganda report with Monica for a little while. So today I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing the same here on the Mad Ones. Jessica, how are you doing today? I cannot complain, sir. How about yourself? Gl- uh, I'm, I'm glad fantastic. to see you. After that intro, how could you not be fantastic? I'm happy to see you as well. <laughs> yeah, he uh, gets increasingly good at those as time goes on. Very, very dramatic and. I was trying to pick out which one if I if I'm rejected by society or which I think is all of the above when it comes to the 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 alt media that we're in with whatever we say it, people pigeonhole us into where we love Trump we're Republican we're conservative simply because we disagree with them and you know what f them is what I say to that yeah you know, f them know. right in the a. And today's a special show for you guys, is it not? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. It's our hundredth episode. Congratulations! Um, I, thank you, thank you. I have not been on for all hundred episodes. This is actually my maybe like twenty fifth or so episode. I'm not really sure what the count is, but uh, there is one man, one driving creative force behind the Mad Ones, and he's he's the man behind the curtain right now. Well, but, uh, for, yes, for him, I, I, I'm drinking a beer for the first time. I, I can't remember the last time I had a beer, but I'm having one to celebrate for you guys for your 25th for Cam's 100th. Um, so I don't know, should we introduce Cam or should we just let him linger and lay in the weed <laughs> for a little while? What do you think? Well, the longer we leave him back there, the more he'll drink. So I think we should get him <laughs> yeah, well, to the front <laughs> as quickly as possible. Yes. All right. So I guess we better bring him out. Let's welcome out the host of the Mad Ones along with Jessica, Cam. Cam, come on out, sir. Hey, Cam Horless here. Hey, Cam. <laughs> you look different. Yeah, it's the schmog. It, it, it looks a bit schmoggy in there. My wife Have said I drink too much, so I put this over my face. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Yeah, so slow, slow down the whiskey intake. Yeah. Filters though, right? Not well. It tastes like no. new socks. Has that been approved <laughs> by Fauci, that mask you're wearing? Uh, no, actually, it is definitely not approved by Fauci. In fact, he went so far as with the FAA to say you cannot wear a smog by itself on an airplane. Well, that's uh, what a bigot. What a cunt. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay, it's a real camera. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Who is I this imposter? I like your shirt, Pilar. I like it. Oh, thank you. It's I ordered this like on Amazon, Amazon friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have been referring to Fauci as a big bowl of cigarettes ever since Bingley and- was on last time. <laughs> well, he is. He he sounds like every morning he gets up and he, he has a bowl of cigarettes for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> 
That's his yeah. kickback from Big Tobacco for previous work done. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. So you know what Fauci's doing now? Uh, have you guys seen this? Uh, so do you guys remember when there was video? This was in Georgia. This happened. So we would see these videos on social media of Oprah knocking on people's doors and they'd open up. She's like, hey, I'm here to get you to sign up to make sure you're registered to go vote. This door to door canvassing. They would send the celebrities out to do it. Well, now Dr. Fauci is playing the role of Oprah, except instead of pushing the get registered to vote, he's going door to door, pushing the vaccine literally trying to pull people out of their house to walk them down the street. And they're going to be doing a campaign to do this in areas where there's been a low level of vaccination. So Georgia's one of them. South Carolina's another. But what would you guys do if Dr. Fauci knocked on your door and said, come with me, I got a bowl of cigarettes and we're going to maybe go get the vaccine? I, I don't think I'm allowed to say that on YouTube. <laughs> oh, well, there are so many possibilities if Fauci came to my door. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> Have you guys seen that story of the guy in Spain who got arrested because he trained his dog to throw bricks at anybody who rang his doorbell? <laughs> like the dog would go up to the second floor terrace and he was a big dog. I guess he could grab a brick. And if somebody <laughs> rang the doorbell, he would drop it. I mean, from the dog's the perspective, balcony? it makes sense. That's yeah, right dog. off the balcony. Yeah. That's so good, good dog. dog. You know, and dogs wow. notoriously hate doorbells. So I feel like the dog felt like this was a win-win situation. Yeah, they do. They don't like doorbells and they don't have thumbs. So throwing brick, he's gotta be he's gotta paw it with two of them, I think, and drop this is a talented dog. He, he would grab it with his mouth. Oh, I see. And then he would drop it, yeah. You know, I, I want to I want to teach my dog to uh, sniff out COVID personally. And I just want to <laughs> take him everywhere. And then whenever he sniffs somebody, I want to say, you got it. Stay away from me. Put your mask on. Because a COVID sniffing dog, you can't do anything about a COVID sniffing dog because everything COVID related <laughs> is like you can go anywhere. There's a COVID sniffing dog. You'll get praised. Fauci approved dog. I'd be a fun wanna, reality show. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear what Pilar would do if. Fauci came to his front door. Oh, uh, we already have a great example of this in France. You slap him in the face. <laughs> what happened in France? The, where where you, Macron, Macron was going through one of those handshake lines and some dude just reached back and slapped him in the face. <laughs> Say what you will about the white French. Face, white face or black face was he? I think it he was, was his in white, white face, face at the time. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's the, here's the depressing part, Binkley. If you had listened to the P Propaganda Report's patron 15, you would have known this story. Because <laughs> Monica oh, and I talked about it. But, but now I know you didn't appreciate my work. No, so. I didn't appreciate your work. Yeah. Just well, <laughs> say what you will about the French people. They know how to treat the civil authorities. True. Yeah, they, they, gotta, <laughs> they know how to take to the streets. That's something that we're not necessarily. Well, some people are taking the streets here, but I think for all the wrong reasons. Well, it's like Monica had said something about how political violence is never okay, and I was like, well, maybe a president <laughs> needs to get slapped every now and then. I mean, in the very least. <laughs> well, 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 how about this? What if Fauci comes to the door? Knock, 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 knock. I'm here. Uh, you get the vaccine, you can slap me in the face. Oh, oh shit. Uh, you know, I might do it. <laughs> It'd be worth it. I might take one for the four okay. of us. <laughs> let's let's talk about the type of slap. Am I able to use any sort of weighted glove in this situation? <laughs> like, like you can use a weighted glove. You can get a bag of quarters in your hand. You can go backhand, <laughs> forehand. You can have your dog drop a brick on my tiny head. Sock full of uh, doorknobs. <laughs> that would be. I'm warming up to this idea. Full of yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might get the jab after all. Yeah, 
this has gone way beyond a slap. But yeah, I mean, I definitely have a price <laughs> apparently for my job. Yeah, we um, all do. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I can be induced. I don't know if it's good enough. Sure. I don't know if it's no? good enough. I feel. I feel like I need something more. I need a little. I more, want to find out. A little more sugar enough. on that donut. Yeah, she's like, Honestly, I think. It, me, yeah. Oh, no, sir. Um, it, I, so. You need to look up that slap, though, Binkley, because it was the most French slap I've ever seen in my entire life. And what's like, he did it from the wrist. Yeah, he had yeah. You know exactly what I mean. He, he yeah. practiced. The, he had to practice. The minute you said the French slap, I was like, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There's yeah. hope in the world. <laughs> did he flinch? Did you, did you hear yeah. about that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the guy was hauled away immediately, though. My understanding, it's like a, it's a misdemeanor, but still he's, he's somewhere. Yeah. He's yeah. under the jail somewhere. He's with, he's with John McAfee, possibly. Maybe. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, I know. Okay. This, yeah. Oh, I found the Let video. me just go ahead and say, say this up front. This hundredth episode is dedicated to John McAfee. He is the first guest I've ever had who has then gone on to die. So I feel like. You know, it was only like 30 minutes to an hour that I got to speak to him. But as you can attest, talking to people, even online, you have some sort of connection, some rapport, some friendship that goes between the, through the screen, through the wires. Mm -hmm. And it is almost like I lost a friend today. And for that, that super fun conversation I had, this show is dedicated to John McAfee. Whether or not the state killed him. <laughs> He, didn't he tweet like a, last year that yeah. he's, I mean, I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know him or what, what went on, but it, it's just, it it seems a bit strange, the whole thing. Well, and he got a it tattoo. It definitely does, but it's it's hard for me to say that for sure he was killed by someone else just because I've seen what they've done to Assange, you know? Mm. Like if yeah. I was in that place where they'd be like, oh, well, we're going to throw him into an American jail, American prison in solitary confinement for years at a time, I'd be like, maybe death's a little better than that. So uh, Pilar is saying he got a tattoo. Um, yeah, and right. in the post when yeah. he said, hey, I would never do this, he showed a tattoo. And that's what that... Uh, uh, who's the guy that <laughs> Tet and Allie don't like so much? That was, you mean Ian Miles? Chungus? Yeah. So he's grifting on this tattoo. So so he gets gets this tattoo. Post, hey, I would never kill myself if I do something's up. And then this guy goes and tries to sell T-shirts with that tattoo today. It it made oh, me so wow. frustrated. Yeah, over what the top. Over it the made top, me so man. frustrated that I tweeted that Ian Miles Chungus is the modern day John McAfee because I have no filter. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can again, definitely I made jokes at my dad's funeral. So it's like, who am I? <laughs> what am I gonna do? Yeah. yeah, so um I saw a post that said his uh Instagram account put out the letter Q, just a big picture of the letter Q on his Instagram, supposedly the same hour that it was announced that he was deceased. So With, yeah, what do you hour... guys make of that? It was like an hour after he was deceased. Allegedly. Right. Okay. I can't make anything. I I don't know what to make of that. Do you have any ideas, Brad? Because y you know I, that makes me think of uh, this is a completely different type of character in our political uh, world. It makes me think of yeah. Herman Cain. After her, do you guys know okay. who Herman Cain is? I know you do, Jessica. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Godfather Pizza. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After he died, his 
what I think it was his Twitter account was like routinely tweeting and it obviously wasn't oh, him, yeah. but it was just kind of off putting to people yeah. that, that these tweets are coming in this account. And um, yeah, I, I feel like there should be like a, a little bit of a, maybe an announcement and then maybe a little bit of downtime from the, the social media accounts after someone passes away. Um, because people so you get think confused. it was an automatic. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like it was probably some, something that, that, somebody he knows tweeted or, or, you know, some mm -hmm. people have things that they write down and they want people to do when they die. And they, he, and John McAfee seems like mm. the type of guy who might be like, all right, you know, it'd be really, really funny. He or had really, a really interesting. Switch. So a what? he had a dead man switch. Do you know what a dead man switch is? Mm -mm. That's when, if someone dies, they have a plan in place as to what is released to the media, what's oh. released across the world. Okay. Um, et cetera. So, Years a couple of years ago, he talked about how he was going to be talking about um, certain people in the CIA and people in you know the deep state, and that if he died or was suicided, that within forty eight hours he had terabytes or I don't know if it was gigabytes or terabytes of data about this that was going to be automatically released. Hmm. So that's there's a chance that there's a dead man switch in play here, and we just haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Wow! No, that that. That would be a development there that they would try to suppress that. Like, I wonder, I wonder what would happen if something like that does come out. I, I, it probably has in the past. I wonder what the how because the, the media has such this network, this infrastructure that works to suppress things and, and silence things or or discredit them. And I think at this point that it'd probably be so difficult to actually prevent something from coming out that the effort would have to be to discredit whatever it is right. that he released. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I want to follow that. So there, there is a an alleged dead dead man switch. So I mean, we gotta we gotta watch out for that. But Jessica sent me the slap on Macron. If you haven't seen this yet, yeah, <laughs> you need to. We need to watch this. So let me get Chrome tab. This <laughs> share audio. I'm gonna let you know I'm hitting all the right buttons. Okay, let's see. You're doing a great job. I try so hard. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's a pretty good slap, man. He hit yeah. him. That was good. Yeah. He put the first slow on motion it. version. Was he just Apparently, he had yelled Beautiful. something like um, uh, the end of Macronia. Like, I think it's a, re a reaction to their COVID restrictions. <laughs> yeah. So. You could hear the contact. So. You did. That was solid contact. Definitely. It was that solid contact, like little... but it was still like this, though. He didn't have a lot of... He couldn't get that elbow clear, man. He didn't have a lot of space to work with. <laughs> yeah, he did have to work or on a tight Pulled him in. For a um, cheese-eating surrender monkey, he did okay. <laughs> I just wonder... <laughs> Cam had Imagine to have that written down. Biden or somebody or Trump yeah. even. I mean, I feel like I feel like the Secret Service would just just they get like forty bullets in them. Yeah, you have to. Um, that would be so. Yeah, if that happened, that would be a complete setup on the part of the press and yeah. the people who surround Biden because that guy goes around with cue cards telling him where to stand, <laughs> who to talk yeah. to. Yeah, so I, I think it would be incredibly hard to get somebody on the inside right now. Especially everything that happened on January 6th. They've put guards and fences that are never going to come down all over the nation's capital. Like it used to be that you could go and have a picnic on the White House lawn with your family. 
And it, you know, even in our time, that was no longer possible because of the fences they had up. So Washington is even more on lockdown than it's ever been. And that's never going to stop being the case. Well, it's like in, I want to say probably 2014, 13, I went to Washington, D.C. with some friends and I was able to drive past the White House and mm -hmm. see the White House by driving past. And then um, last year when we moved from Pennsylvania to Florida, we, we tried to do that. You can't drive past the White House anymore. No, I, yeah. There's no I road can't there imagine anymore. I, I, I was reading you. how it has completely affected parents driving their kids to school, getting to work. They've had to reroute their, their paths and everything, and it takes much longer for them to get there. It's a real obstruction to the people that actually live there. Hi. What's up? We got John from Gen Gap joining us. Yeah, I was not expecting this. Awesome. What's up, John? I'm <laughs> uh, just hanging out, man. I just got done with uh, with my little fiddle practice stream uh, moments ago. So I saw the Wait, link so you in here. Where you practice playing the fiddle? Correct, yeah. How'd yeah, you know? Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Will you play us a little fiddle? <laughs> um, I can. Uh, yeah. It's not very good, but I will, yeah. I'm, Let's do I'm, that. Yeah. I still want to hear some fiddle. <laughs> Some fiddling. I love the fiddle. It makes me think of the devil went down to Georgia. This is not unexpected with Cam and Jessica. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, it's the almost like it was ready. Look at this. Um, I mean, let me let me do. Uh, I did this on my stream too, but I'll do it here uh, in honor of John McAfee. Um, oh. I'll do a little Amazing Grace. Well, let me get my fiddle so I can do it with you. Uh, you fiddle nice. also? Oh my God. There might be a bit of a delay. I don't know. We'll find out. I guess. We'll, we'll I don't see. even. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> this impromptu fiddle stream now. I've taken over. It's, it's an AR. Oh, is it? <laughs> That's funny. I couldn't see. Oh, it's it. a it's a freedom fiddle. Oh, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that See, I fucked it up already. <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Wait, no, this is where he goes. harder right now as if that was a bagpipe wow oh yeah for sure that's the only wow. thing that's it's only sadder instrument than a fiddle or a violin i guess would be uh... so does anyone here know the story 19. what's up 19 minutes first dick joke sorry oh, okay <laughs> and you slid yeah. and you just flipped it in there just slid right in there too and almost pulled it right out they, slid right in they do that See, whether you want them to come or not, they're coming. Um, does anybody know the story of Robert the Bruce's heart? I I do. The, uh, yeah. Wait, wasn't Camden. that the one? That's a good one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. So no, no, go ahead. Oh, do you no, know it? Wasn't it someone uh, brought it to Jerusalem? I yes. Think was what it was? Yeah. So I don't remember anything. Was... So I, did, like in my, the last episode with Maddie... I just very quickly told this story because I just think it's fascinating. 
And it was like, it felt like it just died in midair. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> and then Jessica <laughs> apparently just like did research all week. Nice. So, oh, I, I deep dived on this. So, so first of all, we need to decide which one of us is going to carry John McAfee's heart to the Holy Land on a crusade. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, Robert the Bruce, when he died, it was his last, um, it was his intention to go on crusade. But because he had died, one of his men who respected him so much, yet was himself an atheist, wore the heart around his neck, taking it to the Holy Land, taking it to Jerusalem out of respect for his deceased friend. And he was a he was noted even in his day for being uh, pretty much, I don't know if atheist is right, but definitely anti-church. And so for him to undertake this was incredible. And so he's fighting with these fearsome Scottish knights in the Holy Land, taking the heart of Robert the Bruce to Jerusalem. And they're overwhelmed by Muslim soldiers. So he takes the heart off and he swings it around and he says, fight for the heart of your king. And he throws it into the <laughs> battlefield. And they were overwhelmed. They were killed during that battle. But the uh, idea of this man taking the last will of his friend to this extreme that he would throw the heart as close to Jerusalem as he could possibly get it. Mm -hmm. It's just such a um, powerful story to me. So when I heard uh, that John McAfee had died today, I said, which one of us takes his heart to Jerusalem? <laughs> it's gonna be Cam. And Cam. Yeah, and Cam was like, I'll do it. <laughs> Man, they, they, they sure did things differently back then. Are you saying he had his physical heart? His yeah. physical heart, they cut it out of his chest. They put it into a silver sarcophagus yeah. that was heart-sized. And okay. then the guy wore it around his neck to carry it on crusade. Good. That's Can we talk it. about how hardcore the, the Scots were back in the day? Now they're essentially English, <laughs> and that's horrible. Oh, they're even worse. They're worse than <laughs> English now. Like they're they're absolutely cucked. They have no they have no desire for any kind of freedom. Like it actually really pisses me off how bad the Scots are now. <laughs> I pissed off many a people on TikTok because I'm on TikTok because I'm hip. Um, the other day because so someone said something about Scotland and I'd said, well, you know, all the good Scots left a couple hundred years ago, and they did yeah. not like that at all. Mm -hmm. But let, so so William Wallace, the baddest ass from scotland by the way my family stems from the family wallace they weren't a clan they were a family but that's part of my my dna he never had kids his brothers his brother did maybe that's the connection but so there's the battle of sterling bridge right mm -hmm. and so what they do this is badly portrayed in braveheart mm, but God, they started on braveheart. there's no bridge <laughs> right there's yeah. no bridge in it so they essentially pulled um a 300 so you know the spartans got all of the persians to go through the small gap and they just decimated them the scots did this and won so they they made them go across this bridge and then so at the end of the bridge there was this landmass, and so they funneled them through the bridge and anyone who got past that point went into an area that was completely surrounded by scottish knights and scottish soldiers and they just killed them it said that William Wallace, at the end of this battle, took their commander, flayed him from the back of his neck to his butt, and made a belt out of his skin to hold his sword. Hmm. That's dying. Fucking metal. Did things different back then. <laughs> yeah. Saying. Man, Mel Gibson is hardcore. Seriously. <laughs> Dude, man. 
<laughs> I can't imagine that would smell nice. Can like, you imagine yeah, seeing somebody you can't hear it. and like seeing like your commander? He's over there, this just filleting somebody in play. <laughs> I, I know what we got into I, here with this. He's he's wearing his skin as a belt. Wow, well, oh, well, I'm just trying to fight for freedom. Yeah, yeah. This is taking a I, turn. Yeah, <laughs> I used to work at a leather store, and that's the thing. Tanning leather is not for the faint of heart because it smells awful and it mm -hmm. smells of death. Fun fact: the Native American method of tanning deer skin was they would take the skin, they would remove it from the animal, and they would put it in a stream, and so it would decay under the water. And as the stream rolled over it, it would actually take off all the excess gunk and grossness, and then they would have their deerskin. But tanning it is disgusting, but I imagine that that English commander's skin after it was tanned smelled really nice. I mean, I smelled like a handbag coming home every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can, this is sort of, we're kind of going off on a tangent now, but you definitely can get like a blood poisoning while you're tanning. Um, because you get little cuts and nicks and stuff like that all over your hand. And my friend Frank, he had to go to the emergency room because he was tanning leather and got little nicks and cuts from doing it and got blood poisoning. So it's That's something gross. you have to be really careful while you're doing if anybody decides to take up making leather. <laughs> can, can you make leather with human skin or is that just a cowhide? Thing. I don't well, you I'm can. gonna look that up right now. I mean probably here's, here's the thing. You can <laughs> because I know that there's a museum out there who collects tattoos of people and then tans them and keeps them forever and uh presents them as art pieces. Okay. I I just realized that I should not Google can you make leather from human skin. <laughs> that probably wouldn't be a good idea. Right. Well, look, I'm uh, gonna... funny. Dave is here. He's the one What's who introduced me and Jessica. What's up, y'all? What's up? King TikTok. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, Josh said that his wife saw Binkley and thought that we had Tom Hiddleston on the stream. So if oh, I'm that Thor, that for you, you're buddy? the god of mischief. Yeah, yeah we, we're brothers. We're, I, I'm burned with glorious purpose, right? Is that what he says yeah. in the show? So and so we could do like a spoof <laughs> on that, Cam, you and I. So Disney has started suing um, people who look too much like the character Loki or cosplay as the character Loki and started sending them cease and desist letters for daring yes. to have gaunt features, long hair, and wear green. Are you serious? Disney is a bitch when it comes to copyright law. They will sue Man. you for anything. Yeah, that's right. I, I want that to happen to me. I mean, I want to do, I'm going to do start doing videos and pretend to be Loki and I want to get sued by Disney. I would, that would, I would like make my year if that happened. That is fantastic. We can Loki. do this. I mean, oh, then you, you, you show up, up in Mary Poppins. Yeah. So then you show up in court dressed as Loki. Yeah, where the, oh, well, like, no, I am Loki. What do you mean? I am Loki. Do you not see this? Cue the staff. They're <laughs> sticking it into people. Right. Well, there are apparently people who still follow him as a religious figure. So it's running into problems with um, copywriting this term Loki. And then these people like follow him as a god. And Disney is trying to oh. co copyright their god, the, I guess. Aren't they still That's in middle school, though? Does that count? Wait, what? <laughs> what are they still in middle school, though? Oh, still oh yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> some of them. Some of them are, yes. <laughs> when, when I worked at the leather store... I met several Norse heathens. 
which is a weird thing to run into because you don't you don't think you're going to run into a Norse heathen. And so I have a tattoo on my arm here, and it's Paleo-Hebrew. It's from the Aramaic period, and it says Y-H-W-H. The Tetragrammaton means Yahweh. Yahweh? The Norse... <laughs> but but the Norse pagans <laughs> would come in and they they don't know their religion enough to go that's not Norse runes and they all thought that I was a Norse pagan and kept inviting me and offering to fill my horn with mead all night if I joined their their Norse church. Ooh, that's a pretty, that's, that's pretty compelling. That's a decent offer, man. Yeah, I'm it was a good offer. You might as well hear them out at least. I mean, but here's the problem: I looked <laughs> on their website and on their Facebook and looked at their members and the the level of clothing that was there. And let me just say, I'm not into <laughs> the Michelin Man. Never have been. Stay puffed. Stay away from me. Like it's just not not what I'm into. So I don't want to see the naked fatties. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, skyclad. Oh, yeah. They go skyclad, do they? <laughs> In the moonlight, very oh reflective, God. naked adult males. That's like a bar in Key West. Yeah. I remember I went to Key West on spring break. Sounds like a damn good time. Let's go to the nude bar. And the nude bar is not where you want to go. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. There's nothing but nude truckers in there. Yeah, what, give you a hint. Uh, attractive people do not go to nude beaches yes, or bars. exactly. <laughs> they do not. You got to learn that one the hard way, though. Yeah. I did. Unfortunately, it was way too hard in the middle of those two truckers sitting at the bar. It was not. A, it was uh, too many hard things. So it's like the nude beach that it's never anybody you would hope would be yeah. at the nude beach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Why would I got it be, you? you know, it's just it's like, like life. You're always disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I yeah, steal I, the spotlight for a second? You can. I just want to, because I, I don't have that much time for. I gotta go back to work because technically I'm I'm working. Um, but I did want to uh, one thank y'all for letting me come on, and two, I wanted to congratulate Cam and Jesse on their hundredth episode. I'm 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 proud of you two. I'm proud of you two youngins. <laughs> and then uh, thanks, um, Uncle Dave. And then uh. <laughs> Of course, I wanted to. Uh, I couldn't be more happy that Jessica got on board with Cam. I mean, she is the uh, the goddess of the cock aperture and the watercolor paintings. <laughs> and then, and Binkley, I'm always always a, good, a big fan. Um, and since I know that you are a fan of No Agenda, correct? I am. Yeah, I do. I like them. Um, have you heard the latest episode about what is happening in Australia? with the uh, COVID uh, tracing app. I, you know, I had it on in the background, and I vaguely remember that, but I don't remember the specifics of it. What was uh, it? I know. The government came out and said that if you downloaded this app, it's to help people. It's, for, it's supposed to be for contact tracing, mm-hmm. uh, and that was it. That was all, and the information was only going to stay on the servers for a couple of days, then it was going to go away. But the police have started arresting people like criminals that they are looking for based on the contact tracing app. So they're using the information and the people are just, I was like, bro, that's why you need firearms. Yeah. I do remember hearing that. Now now that you say that the guy was talking about how you, this was only supposed to be for this and now you're right now. Yeah. That is crazy. Freedom fiddle. I like that a lot. I'm stealing that. Is yeah, the official yeah, they name of things and they gun. backdoor things in, you know. They it's like they say it's for one purpose and they they stretch the the parameters of it and then all of a sudden they're using it for something completely different. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, thank God we live in America where our government actually cares about us. They have our best interest at heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So, David, I know you have to go, but I do need to ask you my favorite question. And I'll ask it for both of us because it makes Jessica so uncomfortable. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Jessica? Follow up, me. <laughs> All right. And I've thought about this question a lot because I will I listen to you two people. And I would say, Jessica, my favorite thing about Jessica is is the fact that she's always more than willing to help out. I mean, I, I wanted her on the show one time to talk about uh, the the Soviet Union of of, of Russia of anything Russia, and she didn't even hesitate. Anytime I've ever asked her to be on the show, she was there. Um, so it's it's I've always been a big fan of Jessica. I mean, I think I ran across her because of uh, Jesse and Maddie, if I'm not mistaken. And I heard her talking and she was just like so full of like information. I was like, okay, I got to get her on. I don't know about what, but I got to get her on about something. <laughs> so, Pretty much just the, the Russian and French revolutions. That's the only thing I know anything about. <laughs> so you just happen to pick the one topic I know something about, but that's it. And, and then of course <laughs> she came... She came to the ladies' night, which was a blessing. I love that. So, I mean, and that and the fact that she adds so much to the network. I mean, it's like, um, I think it was Maddie was saying the other day, she was like, that that person that needed to be in the network that we didn't know that needed to be in the network, but is now in the network, and we were far better off. So, I'm, I'm happy you're aboard. And Thank I, you very I, much. I am a fan. And I just wish we still had the old page before freaking Zuck fucked that all up for everybody. <laughs> yeah, but. they took us down for saying a thing that's now common to say. Wasn't that some bullshit? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> that um, Go ahead, Cam. You know this better than I do. Well, they took us down literally on our four-year anniversary. And it was because people were floating the idea that uh, the coronavirus came out of a lag- lab leak. That was it. That was yeah, most so of what they, they flagged us for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just jerked it right in front of our feet. Freaking. It's just unbelievable. They, 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 it's yeah. hilarious. Twat it's similar to, to my uh, video Monica and I had up. Is, is It was about, she was talking about that cop from it was a cop in Florida that was involved in uh, Sheriff Israel was his name involved in one of those shootings. And, you know, when you look up Sheriff Israel, you find that he's involved in a bunch of weird shit and, and he's not, and he's like a corrupt guy, obviously like the most corrupt person you've ever seen in your life. And Monica knew You'd all think this he already. was from Georgia. Do what? <laughs> Sheriff Israel. That's fair. I said, you think he was a, uh, right, a yeah, you think he was in, uh, Georgia, maybe, where I went to <laughs> Georgia, not Israel. Yeah. <laughs> no, his name is Sheriff Israel. And uh, right. so, so she does the show on him and she exposes all the stuff about him and it's all true. And it was just too early. And, and then the video got yeah. a strike and it got taken down from YouTube. And then like two weeks later, Jake Tapper is interviewing Sheriff Israel and he's questioning him on all of these things. <laughs> and suddenly oh, all of the stuff 
comes out into public and everything she had said two weeks ago is now mainstream, but she had had a video removed and a strike given to her because she did it too early. Yep. Bullshit. <laughs> we wow. can't, let, can't let Monica Perez scoop the uh, national media, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. <laughs> I love that woman, by the way. She's freaking awesome. <laughs> she is. Yeah, we that love is, Monica. We hate Sean Astin and we love Monica Perez. That's how it rolls on this show. <laughs> Fuck Sean Astin. I'm going to need everyone oh, as they leave to say that sentence. That's all I need. It's very short. <laughs> yeah. Who Fuck is Sean, Sean Astin again? He's a he freaking played, cunt biscuit. He's a cunt, a cunt biscuit. biscuit. He played Samwise Gamgee on uh, oh, Lord yes. of the Rings. He was oh, the second Hobbit. He Rudy. was also Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, oh, fuck Sean Aston. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a his character was a pussy in twenty four. So fuck Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also oh. crashed Cam's motorcycle, and we're very upset about yeah, it. Yeah, you told that story. I remember that. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was this? <laughs> Cameron. On. Okay, so <laughs> if for anyone who doesn't know, in probably about seven or eight years ago, I was um, asked to be a featured extra on a film. In this film, I was supposed to be a biker. Long hair, beard, rides a motorcycle. I just looked the part. You got it. I get on set. I meet Sean Astin. He's very nice. I'm very impressed by down, how down to earth he is. And he's like, hey, man, I really like your bike. The Harley people taught me how to ride a bike, and I'm insured to ride a motorcycle. Can I take yours around the parking lot? And dumbass me, dumbass me goes, oh, well, it's fucking Samwise Gamgee. Of course you yeah. can. Naturally. And so, so this guy gets on my motorcycle, takes my helmet, and is riding around the parking lot. He's doing fine, but he doesn't get off of the bike in time for me to get to set and actually be a featured extra in this movie. And when I come, I'm, I'm, I had to ride bitch with some person I didn't know, some old dude, and I had to hug <laughs> some fat guy. And I ride to the set, and then my friend who was a uh, PA on the set, he goes, hey – um, Sean Astin dropped your motorcycle, oh. and I said, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, he's very apologetic." Um, he's like, "If you want to leave and take it, you can." I was like, "Yeah, I want to do that." And he's like, "He's very apologetic. He wants to give you his keys, that your keys back." And I was like, "Oh, he's gonna say he's sorry. I had just put some new things on it that were now when I found out were now scuffed up, like brand new stuff I'd put on." I pull up. Sean Aston standing. He's in his trailer, and I walk up to his trailer. He comes out. He hands me my keys, and he goes, um, I have a question for you. And I was like, what? He was like, let's say you're riding a motorcycle. And I was like, this isn't I'm sorry. This isn't I dropped your bike. <laughs> he says, say you're sitting on a motorcycle, and you come to a stop. Um, what do you do to make sure it doesn't fall over and hit the ground? And I said, you put your feet on the ground. Oh, that's the problem. Do you never ride a bicycle? That's crazy. I don't know. That's why you got training wheels, bro. For He's real. Only three foot seven. He's not tall enough to reach the ground. Uh, exactly. So he asks me that question, says, hey, thanks for letting me ride your bike. He goes back into his trailer. Dick. So very Son apologetic. Yeah. 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 Total cut biscuit. You're right. The right I hate Sean Aston. Yeah, yeah, I love Lord of the Rings so much. I love it so much, guys. Well, to be fair, I wasn't a, fair, a fan of Samwise as a character. So, I mean, fuck Sean Aston and Samwise Gamgee, I guess. Did, 
<laughs> I, I wish you would have like moved around and tried and tried to challenge him to sack you, just to see if he could do yeah. it. Yeah, because you know he can't. You know, you know he wouldn't have been able to do it. Oh, but I do got to talk oh. about my favorite thing about Cam before I leave. Okay, oh. go yeah. ahead. My favorite thing about Cam is one, he's always there. I mean, if you need something, they uh, a while back. I don't know who started it, but I have a feeling Cam had a huge hand in it. Um, whenever I took on three little foster kids, they uh, the group sent like a, and I've always been grateful for this. They sent a ton of stuff. I mean, gift cards, stuffed animals, clothes, stuff like that for the three little ones that we uh, had. And so that that meant a lot to me. Yeah. And uh, it's just. Um, He's like, anytime I need something, I reach out and I'm like, yo, Cam, you know, you got this? And he's like, yeah, I got you. And, you know, it may take him a while because he's kind of busy with his little village of kids. But, I mean, he's he's, he's always there. And, um, I mean, so he's just a good person. I mean, all the way around. And I'm not talking bullshit. <laughs> and most of the time I talk a bunch of shit. But, I mean, right now I'm, right now I'm being – Serious and heartfelt, damn it. So shut up and let me do it. So mushy and gay in here. Yeah, how dare you show vulnerability? Let's do it. That's great. That's very sweet. That's cool. Hey, I'll give you that. That's a great compliment, man. Yeah. Give me that 20. Yeah, I'm good. But, but yeah. And so, I mean, as I said, I couldn't ask for a better group of people to be associated with. So that's. I'm always happy about that. I may not show up very often. Like my mom always shows because I'm slacking here lately. But um, that and I enjoy Cam's uh, TikTok page. That that right there is gold. I didn't know my you had TikTok a TikTok page, page man. My yes. TikTok page is almost fully reactions to Dave's TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that That's there's great. like a a Chinese like information agent who has to sit there and watch all of those TikToks. I told you about Fauci going door to door to get people the vaccines. He's also going on TikTok and doing TikTok videos with, with Dude, they're taking over TikTok, man. Yeah. Oh, can it's I tell you? The, I gained over 3000 followers on TikTok. <laughs> within like 48 hours from responding to one of David's TikToks where I did. So there's this, this trend where you take this, this thing that morphs your face into someone else's and you preload someone in and you pretend that it's like ch saying, this is who you look like as a celebrity. And mm -hmm. I jokingly put Sean Astin in because <laughs> I think that's funny. And people who don't know the inside joke, thought it was hilarious for some reason and i got like 3500 followers off it i can go live on tiktok i get three minute videos i'm like legit hell and yeah and you didn't man. even have to show feet that's so amazing oh no he also showed feet yeah he also showed feet okay that makes sense to me that's what got <laughs> now me we understand. that's my favorite thing about cam <laughs> those, those, those yeah. sweet oh, beautiful now Cam, I, I have somebody who uh, is going to be in a, a Netflix show that is uh, dropping tomorrow. Is going to be a part of it that um, 
uh, that we can bring into the stream. Jessica actually knows him. Uh, I, I'm going to send him the link if that's okay. I don't know yeah. how soon it will be, but I'll go ahead and send it to him. I'm giving him a heads up. I think he's watching. Bob. Bob Wood. Yes, Bob Wood. Awesome. Or, or Prepper Bob, as some people who listen Prepper to Propaganda Report okay. know him. <laughs> yeah. I'll send um, him the link and I will tell him to join when he's ready. Hey, Bob I wanted to go. I got to go, but I wanted to tell everybody. I don't know what happened. Everybody froze up and had this as my poop face. So I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> nice. But anyway, uh, I appreciate y'all letting me on. And um, as always, I'll talk to y'all later. See you later. Thanks, Thanks, yeah. Bye bye. It's not like Allahu Akbar. You can't just like <laughs> throw it on there like it's a greeting. <laughs> I'm to, though. That is the new thing. Welcome to the show, fuck Sean Aston. <laughs> I love that Sean Aston story. And it it sounds to me you. like his, his 24 character is, is more like his real life character based on that story. I know that this isn't the most deep material, but can I can we talk about how much I loved 24? before i found ron paul yeah oh yeah so that was because, like a dream thing because they were saving the country and you loved america well i just loved watching him torture people uh, yeah like that, so that one about time oh, nice. who are you working with give me a hacksaw oh, and, and they, every single time what they do in 24 is like all right let's take let's let's maximize the conflict and see who who can jack bauer torture that's gonna just fuck up the rest of his life <laughs> Okay, he can torture his ex-wife's new husband. That's perfect. Or, or so it's always a, somebody he's really close to, somebody who they're close wow. to. All right. So what can he do next? He can chop his future son-in-law's hand off. That's possible. Like everything is just great. That's what's great. Twenty-four is a more my, wild show that I counted on. <laughs> my favorite wild. thing was the time he 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 didn't torture someone with a hacksaw or with anything like that. He goes, he grabs a towel. <clears throat> and he goes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this towel and I'm going to shove it down your throat. Yeah. It's going to go yeah, into your stomach and it's going to start dissolving and it's going to attach to the inside of your stomach. And then I'm going to rip it out of your mouth and it's yeah. going to come with the, the lining of your stomach and you'll bleed mm -hmm. to death slowly. And I'm just like, hell yeah, Jack Bauer. And then Ron oh Paul's God. like, no, we shouldn't kill people in other countries. And I was like, you're right. Oh yeah. My, my <laughs> friend and I went John's one back. year. We, we went as Tony Almeida and Jack Bauer for how for Halloween. So he was he was Jack Bauer. How's was, was Jack? Come on, Jack. That's Bob. There he is. Hi, Bob. <laughs> this is Hi, Bob. Bob, Bob hey. is uh, uh, Bob the Prepper. Bob Wood, Relapse Theater fame, and he's got a, a Netflix documentary that he's appearing in coming Woods. out tomorrow. Tell us Tell about, about that. that. Well, it's actually a YouTube documentary. Oh, I thought it was Netflix. A little bit more elite. Uh, yeah, it's, the, uh, it's, 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 no, no, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Um, no, we I do have sworn a, I saw I, it there is a Netflix special with the same guy. Um, well, so the same guy that did the documentary, it also has a, uh, uh yeah, yeah, Roy Netflix Scoble, special yeah. that I'm also in. So, right. oh, okay. Uh, yes, but, this, but yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he did. He did six nights of improvised stand-up. He's like a unicorn. And uh, so they, they, they chronicled uh. it and edited it together and put some music behind it. And then uh, during that, they also interviewed uh, me about the, uh, the theater and the, all the stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. Tomorrow night, Rory Scoville official fan page uh, on YouTube uh, at 8 p.m. That'll be nice. awesome, man. Cool. Yeah. yeah, Roy's got a huge following. That's so I gotta I mean. go. It's a, yeah. 
<laughs> now you'll see. Like seriously, you will see a fantastic yeah, a story. Apple TV. Yeah, he's 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 badass, man. He performed with us once with Astronaut University. Yeah, time. he's uh, he's my favorite. <laughs> He's uh he's my f- my favorite comic in all the years of working with comedians. He's number one. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I... <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah I, I know Bob um, from my very early 20s. He ran the comedy club that I used to haunt on the weekends. So it's it's probably been 10 or more years since I've yeah. seen you. And you, you look good, Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Thank you. I got the well, white beard thing going on. I'm a grandpa <laughs> now, so yeah. It's distinguished. That's You're a grandfather? Crazy. Grandpa. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I've got a year and a half old granddaughter. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Thank you. Time time has flown. Bob so also you, used to watch 24 you, with us too as well. It's really we, weird. we were talking 24 before you popped in, so I was just connecting. Yeah, yeah, well, I had to because I wanted to be able <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I literally because I wanted to be friends with you and Josh, and <laughs> if I didn't watch the whole series, I could never understand anything you were saying. So yeah, we used yeah, to walk around the it, theater doing lines. Uh, out of my time. love for for you two. Yeah, it was great. Jack Bauer threw a woman out a window once. Yeah. It was hilarious. Well, lines from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. So you said that you used to haunt this place, and I want to know: Is anyone on the feed right now? Does anyone have a ghost story? Well, I would imagine oh. being in that old church that y'all have some ghost stories. So in this church, and Bob, you'll be able to fill in details better than me on this. But when, so you you got the place it used to be an old church, and it was it was kind of dilapidated, still a little dilapidated. Uh, um, and but it's been built up a little bit. But there was this little tiny room, kind of in the in the in the back side of the building. And the yeah. wall, the ceiling is very, very low. And you open yep. up the, the door and you go into this little room. You got to duck in there. And, and inside this tiny little dark room is a tiny little plastic chair for a child to sit in. Ooh, that's yeah. what is scary. <laughs> yeah. And there's everybody, a lot of people saw a ghost in that place. At least they claimed to yeah. see ghosts in relapse. The same ghost? Some people, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, for years people always said, and it was always it was always the same area that they said they saw it at. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I lived in there, so uh, you know, <laughs> ain't no ghost but the Holy Ghost, y'all. <laughs> you know so I wasn't scared; never bothered me. Um, <laughs> it might have just been no, one of the always. Uh, but yes, it was literally the sick. Okay. Oh, Can you hear us? Is my audio messing up here? Oh, we hear you better no. now. Now we hear you better. Yeah. yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this ear thing out. Oh, that seems Can you hear me better now? Yeah, I think there's just a delay. I think it's the CIA. Dude, Bob's a prepper too oh, for right. those watching, so they're <laughs> they're probably after him. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was thinking so there's <laughs> Yeah. Wondering which, trying to figure out which two it is. We're losing you a little bit. If you took your yeah, we're losing out, you, Bob. Losing you unfortunately. 
Yeah, but you, I would always hear crazy ghost stories coming out of relapse. Try to move around. Yeah, there's there there's that oh, the hallway. Yeah, that's a great one he, actually. He, yeah, it's much better. Very joyous poop face. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wear the smog gonna, so gonna, that you I'm guys can't get a poop face. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call back in. Call back in, Liz. Just Pilar, when your eyes get very wide, that's just what I assume your poop face will look like. Yeah, I want to make sure Cam doesn't. I don't want Cam to get any stills out of this appearance. <laughs> uh, that, that's, no, no facial recognition AI technology is going to get you. But they did. There was. Oh, a lot I have a that, still. Oh, you, got oh, one? you want to see Monica's poop, fa poop face? That's weird, because... but yeah, actually. <laughs> so you've got. This leads me to believe you have a folder on your computer. Yeah, so with everyone's poop. It's P. It's under P. Yeah, I see what you're doing. You scroll I past get... F, where the feet are, and you get to the P's, and that's his poop face. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, if I don't keep the poop faces, who will? It's true. The NSA Someone needs to keep a record. Yeah. The NSA, of course. yeah. So, when we were doing the show, when uh, Binkley was out. I got the, I grabbed this wonderful uh, poop face from Monica. Let's see if I can pull this up. <laughs> oh, man, I hope she sees this. <laughs> she looks concerned now. about it. Yeah, she looks. Yeah, she looks suspicious of like, why are you taking a screenshot face? Is what that looks like. <laughs> you you can tell she was very unhappy with her internet at that moment. Uh, but it makes for the perfect poop face. That is crazy. Like it, with podcasting, everybody learning the 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 remote you know, interviews and stuff just to see all of that. And they played it out kind of, they, I feel like they were pretending in the mainstream media when they would have these flubs because they had crews getting paid lots of money with giant big cameras and, and, and the best internet. I feel like they were trying to setting it up to where they had flubs on purpose so that it could, I did people that watching could identify with them. I don't even think it was right. real when they messed up. Yeah. There he is. I'm in there. Uh, you sound hey, better. Mom. All right. Whoa. I got my wife's phone, so maybe that was it. Nice. Yeah, your phone seems crisp, dude. We had parkour Bob there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Bob is very, very talented director, improviser, um, entrepreneur, prepper. Has a lot of skills, and we were talking ghost before. And there's a lot of people that had a lot of experiences in relapse theater, and um, it's a it's a spooky place at times. Uh, you know, I never got that vibe. That's the thing. People would say that, but I, I tell you, I've never had anything but just excellent vibes in there. Oh, uh, me too. I loved it. But yeah, I, it was just like the. To me, it's, it feels like home when you go to it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, but but probably I don't know, maybe fifty people over the years told me that they saw a ghost. Tell and, them the story of the kid, the chair. Yeah, but like why it was there. Well, so we were playing hide and seek. That was one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> and, uh, I still love to do it with adults. And so we have this 20,000 square foot old church. And so we're, uh, someone had removed a vent from the wall is what it was. There was a vent cover on it. And when you go inside it, there's these, these kids that written all this weird stuff all over the wall. And like, there's like feathers glued to the wall. <laughs> and uh, little bitty kid chairs were in there and actually once you went into there there was actually another room off of that a little closet it was only you know about a foot deep or whatever but there was actually a one it was little you had to get on your hands you had to get on your belly and crawl underneath this this, this hole that we found mm -hmm. uh, every bit of it was 
spooky. <laughs> yeah. What, what, and didn't they do, what did they do there before? Wasn't it something like related to, to kids? Like what was the church in the years before so, you got it? So it was a, um, it was like a shelter. So um, they, they took in wayward homeless, homeless people and mm-hmm. uh, the soup kitchen. And, uh, but the pastor, I believe had upwards of maybe like 13 children. Uh, he's a good man too, though. By the way, he was a prolific. Yeah. Converted <laughs> so, all these. So over the years, you know, uh, this makes seventeen years. There, there's still weird places in there where you find. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's well, a I, landmark in Atlanta to go to for those who are in it when, when it's open and when it's. Uh, uh, I think it's open now. Is it open now? No, no, but it's uh, legal. And um, so it'll be open soon. Yeah, yeah. So you should go there when it's open because it is seriously one of the coolest experiences you will have on the planet. And that is not, I'm not exaggerating. You won't find another place like it. And that is why people like Rory and other comedians used to come there and do free one, like mainstream headline comedians would come to Relapse and do free Mm -hmm. 1 a.m. shows there when, you know, they go to other comedy clubs, they're told to do their the same set list, everything they do all the time. They come to relapse. Uh, Bob didn't care. Bob, you know, he wants to, he's cool. And, and they, they get to go up and they get to have fun and experiment. It's just a cool vibe. And it's um, probably the coolest place you'll, you'll find. Well, you know, the key was we treated those people the exact same way we would treat somebody who just yeah. went off the street and said, Hey, I think I want to try to do comedy. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. always the key. And it was so funny doing that. For a lot of people who had no idea. They're like, Hey, I just showed up and I don't even know that I want to do comedy, but, and, uh, I was just watching uh, yesterday. There's a guy on Comedy Central. And I was like, I remember when he showed up there on accident one night on a Monday. And he was like, what do you guys do here? And I was like, comedy. And he goes, that yeah. sounds cool. You know, and now he's, you know, yeah. cool, man. Now he's making frog pie came one day. Frog, but Jessica brought frog pie one day. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I owe you an apology pie? for that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that frog pie was a weird guy. And um, God bless. But that was, yeah. You. yeah. That was you. Jessica that brought him? Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't know too much about him. I just told him about this fun place that I met a guy and I told him about this fun place that I hang out on the weekends. And he's like, Oh, that sounds cool. And then he showed up there and I've I heard some stories. I wasn't I, I am the responsible party for Frog Pie though, and honestly, <laughs> I, I apologize. Right. Listen, he kept <laughs> He kept saying, I want to help you. And I said, well, there's some graffiti down in the girl's bathroom that I, I keep painting over and it keeps bleeding through. So if you wouldn't mind, just go down there and, and hit it with another coat of paint. And so uh, he came back like three hours later and he's sweating. And he's like, you're going to love this. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, my God, that's I'm not sorry. good. No. So I went down to the bathroom and not only did he paint the area I asked him to, but he also painted the sink and the toilet and the floor and a painting that I had. From a friend of mine hanging on the wall in there, he painted the mirror. <laughs> he painted the entire bathroom in Lake. He painted the mirror. He painted everything. Did he spell words <laughs> with it. Yeah, and then he spelled words on it on the floor and stuff. He spelled I'm wet so paint, sorry. right? That's fine. I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, cool. Just uh, yeah. it was hilarious. I mean, it was oh really, it, it was frustrating, but it, it was just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I went to college with him. I remember the first time I went to college with this guy. Okay. It's my freshman year of college, he was acting like a dinosaur and he wrote, I am sofa king retod id on the on the board. And the teacher came in and read it and I was like, Oh, that's hilarious. Great. That's, that's uh, no, I had a, a great 
we had good times. We had good times. Yeah, it was fun. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, so <laughs> sorry, sorry for the audience to giving you out of giving you um uh reminiscence that uh you're probably unaware of, but um yeah <laughs> about frog pie. This is now a frog pie pack. God, I bring frog pie everywhere I go. I I don't mean to do this. I'm sorry. I was having a conversation with someone. I will leave unnamed uh for their safety but i used to do improv in college and i was talking to this person about how much i love doing it and she said but improv isn't funny and i said i can't argue with you it's a <laughs> hell of a lot of fun to do it's like improv is for people who love comedy less than people who just want to see something funny <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so I had this thought on it. You know, people are like, "Hey, we want to do this act. It's a, it's a female comic. It's an urban comic, or even to say improv comedy." I, I think any descriptor that comes before comedy, I don't want to see it myself. I've mm. seen so much garbage improv in my life, um, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. But I mean, I've been doing it for over, you know, what, twenty five years now, and uh, I still love it. I'm a nerd, and I love it. But um, no, my show's funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's like, in the show. You know Trey. You know Trey. Trey and Lisa do. Well, so here's the thing. Listen, so so improv, what, that person's right. Improv is great for thinking about. It helps your brain grow. It, it's great for rehearsals. It's great for discussions. But once, even the same stage that you're doing improv, the moment one audience member walks in, you're no longer doing the, the art form of improv. Now it's the art form of entertainment. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, ah. how do you know if it's, how do you know if comedy's good? People, laughter yeah you laugh. laugh right yeah you see those shows yeah. where people clap because they agree with you yeah um that's oh fuck that garbage like, like stephen colbert the, the the audience directed uh everything's about <laughs> Gatsby. and yeah who like there are these people who do comedy but it's literally just boring social commentary it like, really it's it's terrible it's and bob i don't know if you remember uh do you guys remember the girl who got famous on TikTok and then she ended up hosting a bunch of late night shows for a little while for all she did was she did TikTok videos where she played audio of Trump and then she just lips lip synced the audio. Her name's Sarah Cooper. <laughs> and she just lip synced it and did weird things with her fingers. And all of a sudden this woman is is just the most famous person on the planet for like a month. This is like a year ago this happened. And she's hosting she she was hosting uh Kimmel show for a day, Fallon show for a day. Uh, they even on the year anniversary of her first TikTok video. Again, all she does is play audio of Trump, and she just lip syncs it and does weird body motions. And she and she became the most famous person on the planet. She was Good an actress her. in Atlanta for a little Good while. You know, yeah. No, well, uh, her her husband is a Google infrastructure engineer, and, and uh, so. um, yes. Yeah, so there's a little bit of insight into how you might be able to to uh, work that. And I started looking into um, her husband and other stuff. And I was like, man, this is a chick that even probably at the time, because she came to relapse a few times. I used to, I auditioned with her a number of times for commercials uh, where, you know, you audition once and they pair you with people and I auditioned with her a couple of times. And um, she did stand up a couple of times at relapse because I remember because I was hosting the show and, and then I, I didn't see her. And then, she popped up on Twitter one time and she's followed by Barack Obama and all this other stuff. I'm like, is that that girl that was at relapse for a while? And it, and it was. And then like a year later, she she's for like three weeks, the most famous person because of these weird TikTok videos. And I'm just like, it's so weird. strange how quickly this stuff happens. And she got a Netflix special 
for uh, like two, I don't know, it was like two or three episodes or something maybe. And it, it's just, and all she, all she did, all she did from like 2016 on, from on social media and this stuff, was just push mainstream propaganda in everything that she said. And it was crazy. I don't know. I guess her husband knows people, or maybe she knew people. Good for her and her success. Yeah. Don't like the propaganda bullshit, but it's crazy how quickly people emerge as these social media stars, especially when they're speaking the right agenda. We well, you know. Listen, that's what I've learned in my old age now is that because um, I like you know what was it I was reading like Governor DeSantis is like three years younger than me. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, it's kind of a trip. Who were kids, you know, to me and. Uh, but that's when I realized I was like, it's not just me. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. You know, nobody does. Everybody's just winging yeah. it. And, um, right. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, not to, you know, denigrate uh, another female here, but like Amy Schumer is only a comic because <laughs> of who her father is. There's nothing about that woman or the jokes that she tells that constitute anything. (laughs) (laughs) I've never laughed at anything she's ever done. It's just like sitting there painfully cringing. Like, why are you on the screen? Oh, that's right. Your dad is Chuck Schumer. And that's just. Wait a second. Who is her dad? Her uncle. Her uncle is Chuck Schumer. Schumer. Oh, is it her uncle? I thought it was her dad. I mean, they're clearly connected that's the only way yeah. that person gets to have that many same? but think about this. <laughs> so so she... and they both talk out of their vagina but <laughs> I, I my think my favorite thing about amy schumer is how every joke is <laughs> my vagina is gross yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for telling me you know <laughs> just I, period commercials listen i'd say though as a as a as a comic i have to i have to i have to jump in because you know it's it's hard work man and uh and it she's is. She's doing it, you know, she's living the dream. So God bless her. You know, she did a movie called I Feel Pretty and she she got my friend who plays the lead in that uh, um the job, which really helped Okay. Yeah, really helped propel his career or whatever and and uh you know, he speaks very highly of her. I don't know her person. That's the thing when we talk about famous comedians, I I might know them. And uh so I can't be a part well, I don't want to get you in any trouble. This is just yeah. a personal yeah. opinion. People, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, here's a funny thing, too. Uh, 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 Dave Chappelle said this. I thought it was the funniest thing. They asked him what kind of comedy he likes. He's like, I don't like watching other people's comedy because I love comedy so much. Watching other people do it is like watching somebody fuck my wife. (laughs) So, look, that's kind of been my thing with comedy, too. People that come to my show, they'll be like, oh, you got to book this guy. They're like, he's wildly famous. And I'm like, "I I should know. I run a comedy club. But... I literally, I'll book anybody, and I just like doing my show. <laughs> I just want to do my show in comedy. I don't want to do other people's shows. So I, I don't know enough about it. But uh, I just know that it's hard work and people, the travel and the, uh, so God God bless her. That's all I got to say. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> How I do will, you feel I about Sean say- Astin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard that part earlier. We're, we're Sean Aston Hate Podcast. About that. Here's what I say about that. You ready? Sean, if you're out there, I'd, I'd love to be in a movie. Uh, if you could help me out in any way. <laughs> <laughs> also, fuck Enemy me. at the gates. And, and go no. fuck yourself. The ah, there we go. <laughs> there there he is. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> how we started Thanks. talking about 24 is because he, he seems like the 24 character where he just rats everybody out. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never seen 24, but apparently this guy takes it out on his family. Um, all his anti-terrorism well, on his yeah, family. Yeah, he doesn't want so. to, but he has to. That's the thing. Jack yes. Bauer always has to do what he does. He doesn't want to torture his wife's new, his ex-wife's new husband, but he has to know the information. He's got. He it. has to. Yeah. yeah. Even though she kind of looks like an ugly dude, that doesn't yeah, she matter. She does a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his daughter though oh, is dear. like you know, five oh, years dear. younger than him. Is pretty hot. But is she yeah. funny? No. no. No, wow. he's a woman, Jessica. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Wait so not funny like a man. There's some, uh, there's some chicks that are very funny. I will, I will say that there's people. There's that stereotype for that. But my experiences with improv is this: you should have chicks yeah. in your group because they're better looking than dudes, and they are, they are funny. <laughs> we don't comedy sports. People are like, why aren't there more women in comedy? It's like, well, they could be. They just don't show up. You know. Yeah. But when but when you find a female comic, a funny female comic, if they're funny, they're probably funnier than everybody. I mean, I know yeah. here in Atlanta, we've got some powerhouse women that yeah that uh, um who was it? Who's the guy from Saturday Night Live? Um, the young guy, um, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yeah, we came and did a show, and we had a host and a local that was going to do uh, uh, Sam Severin, and they were like, well, we're not going to let any locals get up. And we were like, we already have a crew for her because she needs to shoot something for a reel. And so we had to, like, force them to – it was a bad night for that. But Wait, the, Pete uh, Davidson weren't going to let the locals get up? Yeah, it was – but anyway, I can say more. But I won't because that's not what I do. But anyway, so the guy that was hosting it, like, dissed her in his opening. He's like some local yokel or something. He got zero laughs. And then Sam Severin, there, and I knew she would too. She lit that place on fire. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were. Yeah, let me do this feminism. Yeah, <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. When her set's over, the host back up, and then he tried to like knock again, and I mean the room went silent. Yeah, it doesn't work. Couldn't speak. He was like, um, um. I was like, you stuck. <laughs> Got your ass. That's right. I think that one of the problems with like women in comedy is that there is this bar with women, especially where they can't go the places men can go because they have to follow the feminist checklist before they're allowed to be funny. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've noticed that a lot. There are some extremely hilarious women, but they're like not able to do anything because they, you know, they can't do what men do and say, fuck them. And as I'm just going to say what I want. I think sometimes they feel they have to do that. I think sometimes it's they Joshua feel they're Smith. supposed to do that. And they don't have to do that. They just got to be funny. They just got to do their shit. And if somebody's being uh, a dick to them, they got to be like, all right, well, fuck this. I'm just going to go do it another way. Um, they can always do the shit and they can do what they want. And there is pressure because they see what other people do that, that, that might get attention. But, they can do the shit. They just got to do it. And when people yeah. are dicks, they say, fuck them and go do it their own. Way. That's one thing that relapse was great about is Bob gave people the opportunity to produce their own stuff and you can produce your own show. You bring your own audience in and you could, uh, you could film yourself and you could uh, start to create your own audience without having to deal with the bullshit that others um, would put in your way. Listen, Speaking I can, of, I of funny women though, Joshua Smith just joined the, the stream. So what's up, Josh? I'm identifying as a woman tonight, so oh, I yeah. the funniest woman in the world. <laughs> did, did you turn it? Jessica turned into Josh. Is that? <laughs> Told you, funniest woman in the world. 
She became so much so funny like a man that she became one. Oh, did you tell my funny like a man story already? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, the greatest compliment I ever got was from Adam Nutter, and he is a stand-up in New York. And he said, um, you are as funny as a man. Oh, is he from Pennsylvania? I thought he was he's from, from New York. He's from New York. He lives in Pennsylvania now. Okay, fair enough. And he said that you're as funny as a man. And I know I should have been offended or something, but I wasn't. It was such <laughs> a good compliment. I was like, thank you. And I immediately <laughs> told Cam. He said, I wish I was funny like a man. Do I look, I do. Do I look like a floating head tonight? Like yeah, it. you do. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I you don't even it. see your couch, okay, so, so I didn't know it was you. This is thematic because it looks like it's like such a horror movie looking thing. So I kind of want to go around the table while we've got everybody here yes. and get your favorite horror movies so that I can write them down for my list. Okay. Hey, you actually got a pad this time instead of random. I do. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I let me before I have, we do this. I didn't have let me time just to go set you. up the whole uh, the whole couch setup, guys. I'm sorry. No, I like I the dark Josh you Smith. You're about to murder two or three people. Yeah, you've got like but a, like a Hunter Biden you. crack thing going on. That's I don't nice. know what it is, but I'm looking let's for cheese there. in the carpet. Parmesan cheese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think you're a Hunter Biden's hotel? Is what you look like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so our our hundred movies horror movie challenge, the hundred nights of horror. Typically, Jessica has to deal with that list all by herself. And the other night, she was like, "Hey, you know, let's let's talk about this list." And then I wrote a 101 movie list within what an hour an hour it took him it usually takes me a weekend but we have been asking every guest that comes on the program to give us all their favorite horror movie so we can take it down for the list and if it's on our list we try to get you to come back and talk about it later but no pressure um all i want to know is what either your favorite horror movie or if you hate horror movies which one you hated the most either one will suffice so, anybody who wants to throw one out. My my favorite horror movie is Bad Taste. Bad Taste? What year was yeah. it made, do you know? Oof. Decade? Uh, it, was, it was Peter one of Peter Jackson's first movies. So, it had okay. to be in the early 80s. It's like a New Zealand horror film where aliens come down and take on the form of humans to um, gather human body parts because that's what they eat on their planet. Nice. Is Sean Astin in it? No, <laughs> thank, thank God. But it is a uh, it is very 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 cheesy uh, New Zealand horror film back before Peter Jackson was making Lord of the Rings and shit. So nice. So I'll just go from the circle from where Josh is on my screen, which makes the next one Pilar. Yes, I've been waiting for this for like weeks. <laughs> nice. Nineteen eighty four. Chud. I already put okay. it on the list. Yes. It's on the list. That is so awesome. I put it on there purely because you said it. Dude, my childhood was based around Saturday reruns of Chud on like the local <laughs> UHF station. Oh, nice, nice. All right, the next one is John. Uh, the others. Nicole the Kim. others. Yeah. Ooh, that's a scary one. Oh, that's, uh, those are my favorites. I don't like like the gore, like the hack and slash kind of films. I love those like suspense. You know what the hell's going on with this movie, and then just bam, there's a twist. Twisted you. Yeah. Bob. Twenty eight days later, Danny Boyle. Nice. Already on the list. Yeah. Good choice. And Bradley Lee Binkley. 
I, I think my favorite one's probably on the list from last time, which would be Halloween, the original one. It is on the list this year. Yeah, I think I we're doing that you, on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the original Halloween. I, I can tell you what I don't really like because I don't like the, the way it was used for. Why did I don't know why my thing just changed there? Um, is Get Out? Uh, okay. I, I think it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, but I think just the plot. I think the suspense and everything is is good and interesting, but the the guy who directed it, he also directed the new Twilight Zone, and everything was ooh the the bad guy's Woke. an evil white guy. Every episode, you're just racist. This movie, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> like why did, why does it have to be that? Why does that have to be the main point of every of the movie? It could be a good movie, so, that doesn't have to be the main point. So That's there's another I'm, horror movie coming racist. out. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just I said sounds sounds racist. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> There's a movie coming out called Karen. Oh yeah. And <laughs> no. it is oh, exactly Finally. what you think it is. It's a horror movie about a suburban white woman who is <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's talk about that though cuz that is horrifying. That's a horrifying thing well, for a suburban white woman. There's nothing Jordan more horrifying Bailey. than than, than the suburban Karen. male monkeys for sure. Yeah, <laughs> is listening to this. Bob's wife, Karen. Yeah, is listening. <laughs> oh, and you know what? It's so sad because anybody who's actually named Karen is usually a really nice person. Yeah, she's totally like, not a Karen. Karen's not a Karen. What's yeah. funny about the Karen meme was that when I was like in college and I had to use one of those old school GPSs to get places, I would always scream at the GPS and call her Karen. Oh, <laughs> so you did this. I was like, yeah. shut the hell up, Karen. I know. <laughs> so he brought the demon into existence through the GPS I thought by it calling was funny. its name. Oh, I yeah. thought so it was you funny for real. in your GPS was Karen. That's right. And, so and, now and Josh, just so you know, before you, you, you pop out, I do need to get a fuck Sean Astin and your favorite thing about me. And, oh, you said he did. He loves Sean Astin, apparently. What? Yeah. What? Put it on, the on, on repeat. Oh. Put it on the right. Could have been time better. There he is. There he is. Hold on, we got him. This is what happens when I use my phone, man. Sure. <laughs> it was perfectly timed. The All I was, was saying amazing. is before before you leave, I just need a fuck Sean Aston and then your favorite thing about me and your favorite thing about Jessica. That's all. Just mm. just so you know what the order of the business is tonight. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Fuck Sean Aston. That's okay. Yeah. That's thank you. I actually kind of like Sean Aston, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I did okay. before he dropped my damn motorcycle, son of a bitch. I'm a, I'm a, I, I kind of like the guy. He's been in some cool movies. I mean, Goonies is a classic, so. Uh, Rudy. Rudy, yeah. I mean, if, if you're a grown man and you don't cry at the movie Rudy, then you're probably heartless. Oh, I'm a bitch. Georgia Tech fan, so I fucking hate the movie Rudy. Rudy <laughs> <laughs> um, can go fuck himself. Damn, I mean, you're legitimately <laughs> a Georgia Tech fan? Yeah, I don't choose it. Like It's just like being gay. You don't choose it. You're not necessarily born with it. You're just uh, born into yeah. a situation hey, where listen, you, you never – just one day you wake up. I wouldn't choose this life. I would choose to be an Alabama fan. Oh, so Listen. you're like an Auburn fan. <laughs> it, to the government, we're yeah. all bottoms. You're gay. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. It, Cam, your beard. I mean, it's beautiful and glorious. It, seriously, you should braid it like a Viking all the time. I should. I keep telling but, him. Yeah. Here's the problem. In it. Let me, let's talk about this. See, this thing's curly. And so it gets to a certain point, and I can braid it, but you would never be able to tell. 
unless I started acting like a girl and bought a, a hair straightener, I just I can't commit to that kind of thing, Josh. <laughs> I feel, I feel you. Oh, and, you need to go to the barber shop. They'll listen, do it at I'm, the barber shop. I'm a, I'm a Cal Golden Bears fan, so I'm definitely gay. <laughs> the cool kind of gay. Not oh, the yeah. bad kind of gay. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Oh, do I have to say something nice about you now? No, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> you do. You're, you do. you're actually one of my favorite Twitter follows. I'm not going to lie. You're, oh, you're, that's you're so online, nice. Your online presence is great. It's amazing. Thank you. You BTFO fools all the time. I love it. Thank you. Yes, getting a lot of controversy on Twitter. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do too, but I, I used to try to listen. I tried to be the politician guy for a long time and be like, oh, no, I have to be nice to people. I have to listen to their fears and blah, 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 blah. And I don't give a shit anymore. So I just call everybody nerds, like constantly. <laughs> Like, listen, nerd. I don't care what you have to say anymore. Did you guys? Did you guys watch the LNC meeting by any chance? So, yes. I saw the I clip of that. where that guy in the whiniest voice was like, "And Joshua Smith told me to eat some dicks." Oh my god! Dicks, and he called us out for being nerds. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> that was hilarious, man. Yeah, I was watching. Like, that, that was, was not really the good. own you thought it was, dude. <laughs> no. He's like. He's like He's like, you called us out for being nerds. And I'm like, have you seen my Twitter? I literally don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> Can you make yourself? You know? <laughs> this, guy, this guy announced that he's running for lieutenant governor, and he got ratioed on his announcement for being, <laughs> running oh, for being no. a nerd. Hey, like, hey, jo huh. hey, Joshua, do you know of the Gay Retard Caucus? Yes. <laughs> so do you know that's my brainchild? I'm a devout member. Okay, good. It's my brainchild, and do you know what inspired it? Uh, probably gay retards, I'd imagine. That picture of that specific guy with all of his little things on his oh. name tag, and I said, I'm surprised he doesn't say gay retard at the bottom. And hence, it was born. <laughs> he told me to I eat and suck dicks. <laughs> Joshua Smith told me I suck meal. dicks and I will never dicks. and I'm like yeah yeah I sure did but I, I don't know if you guys see me laughing in my screen oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I will never I'm still on the floor over that I, I could not believe that moment happened in real life it was like a gift from heaven it was like manna it was like, so we, beautiful all of the podcasts and the Liberty podcast sphere need to like use that clip for things from now on <laughs> Easily, yeah. It needs to be its own gif of him yeah. saying that and then you like giggling about it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean, you know, I'm just calling it you like I put see it in the it. intro for your show. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, my, the intro oh, hey. my show is already about I, putting pedophiles in wood chippers, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty based already. So. I, ha I have to address this. <laughs> you got time for two things. I am like, Alabama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, all of them? <laughs> all of That's them? me. That's is mean. this just, so she says F Alabama? I, I don't know if that re yeah. reference is. I said I'd be an Alabama fan earlier. I Georgia Tech loses to UGA all the time. Uh, my entire life, I've liked Georgia Tech and I've been persecuted by UGA fans. And uh, UGA can't beat Alabama. And I was in a Roll Tide commercial um, that ran for a few years. And so they gave me money and they beat Georgia. Therefore, if I was being logical, I would choose to be an Alabama fan. But here's, I'm here's not. The thing. Here's Tech the fan. thing. I am from Birmingham, Alabama. Born and bred Alabama fan. Very shocked right now. Regardless of whether or not you accept it, I have now given you customary Alabama fan status, and I will not make fun of 
whatever fucking school you said earlier, I have no idea. <laughs> Never heard of it. Kid, yeah. kid from my high school uh, just played running back for Alabama. That was kind of cool. A, a chick from your high school? No, this, this kid, this kid from my high school. No, there's no, there's no like, chicks what? that are bad at badass. Like, damn, play that's good. At Alabama, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. No, his name was not Najee Harris, but he just got drafted to the NFL. So yeah, nice. He's from my high school. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Roll my league right. sucked for football because we had De La Salle. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of De La Salle, but they were on the fucking Wheaties box, a high school football team. They were oh, they were wow. for like 10 years. Yeah. And they were in our league, so it sucked. But then they got busted for like, they're like a Catholic private school. And they got busted for like recruiting from all over the country. Yeah, that's not to say. All those schools yeah. end up having like recruits come yeah. in and yeah. Fuck you guys. We could have beat you if you weren't <laughs> recruiting from fucking the Midwest. <laughs> so, so not not to go go too deeply into football talk, but it's really funny to me because you know there's Alabama and Auburn, which is by all like even if Auburn sucks, which they usually do, that is like the ultimate rivalry for an Alabama fan. And Tennessee fans will come up and say, no, 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 it's Alabama versus Tennessee. And I was like, when was the last time the Vols played football? Because I can't remember a time. And so a, look, there's some shade. There's some Alabama I'm a, shade. I'm a Cal Berkeley TC. fan, dude. So so I feel you. It's been it's been a long time since the nineties. Uh, but I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have a game cox hat in high school because it was funny. Cam, I'm as a female, you, I know nothing about sports it, ball. So yeah, if you guys want it, I'm sending you a a link where where Rudy, the guy that you hate. Gets okay. arrested in 24. It's like a minute long. So if you're interested oh, in it, maybe that. you can find some joy in that. Uh, Cam's gonna watch that on repeat, like in a dark room with the, like the screen <laughs> blaring in his face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, guys. For the, I've been told that for viewers, there are some visual elements that you don't get Thanks, from from listening, and I just I just yeah. mind that masturbation. One. That was one I of them. You to yes. know that. Yeah. yeah. I have to I have to bring chocolate to my uh fiance and mother of seven. So I love you guys. Thanks well, thank for coming, Josh. We appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Hey, congratulations on a hundred episodes. Thank you. Thank you. In, in three weeks I'm gonna catch up. Nice. Well, you know, I believe you not, will. <laughs> not everyone has the stamina that you do, Josh. I don't know how I do it, man. Damn, My refractory period is much longer. Is all I really I'm I really don't know how I do it. Next next month I'm doing five shows a week. That sounds that's crazy. Like it would kill Jessica's back. My it back hurts. My back hurts. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Take care, no. man. Mel Mel Vitality. You can buy it at Infowars.com. <laughs> Mel Vitality. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so long, guys. Later. Bye. I saw a banger tweet this week that said. Um, R.I.P. Genghis Khan, he would have loved Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> Blue That's Chew being good. the male enhancement uh, pill that oh, a lot of libertarian right. podcasters uh, sponsor. You know, I, I, I was yeah. me and Monica were talking about this the other day. When we were on WSB, so you have a three-hour slot, right? It's 90 minutes of the show, and then it's 90 minutes of erectile dysfunction commercials. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you who's watching you. the program. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, I have to say a special thank you to Blue Chew because out of curiosity, I tried it. And what I found out was that I'm just a fully functioning adult male. Yeah. It could, 
fucking nothing for me. No, or you <laughs> so, discovered it doesn't do anything, Cam. I well, here's the deal. Like, if the wind blows the wrong way, you get a I'm ready. Right. Mm-hmm. That so yeah. I just think I'm just virile yeah. as fuck. I have five children, for God's yeah. sake. You just <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah, you've done it. You win. That was it. Like <laughs> the only time he doesn't win is when Josh is here because Josh has seven. So he I heard he that. Yeah, record is pretty good. <laughs> you guys are having a competition. Yeah, I know. I feel kind of weak. I only have four. <laughs> Dude, the, the person who like truly completely beats me is uh Warren Dent from Zen Pro he has Audio. Eight. Eight. Jeez. Yeah. That he expelled yeah. from his loins into his wife. Yeah. Does he ever talk <laughs> to any of them? Or I mean, I wouldn't. I don't talk yeah. to mine. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Are yeah. some of those twins? Because I think that doesn't count as two. I yeah, don't yeah, think so. One. Yeah. I think Whoa. he's just. He, I mean, he's he's a little older than I am, but he's like he's just he's Catholic. Uh, yeah. Iron I feel like they're a twin. That you was give one of them away to somebody else. I think. <laughs> Old lady dead is putting him out. Yes. He has 10 people in his house right now. Some of them are older, and so they're like adults, but they're still in his house. So, I mean, I feel like at least mine are young. Yeah. Well, when you have four and up, I feel like if anybody says to you, you in what army, you come packing an army. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You have a posse, so nobody can really, like, mess with you, especially when you get old. Like, you'll have a bunch of, like, young people who can kick ass for you so Another it's a good deal dodge caravan yeah yeah <laughs> you just named the car that i have oh my god <laughs> what, what's that, hilarious. i had no idea <laughs> i think sometimes now, children are my oldest is 26 my youngest is four and uh and so i've had one a decade and uh so people are like well that doesn't make, it, doesn't make any sense but I, i'm i am certain if I make it to like 70 or 80, it'll probably be the, the only thing that makes sense. You know, it's like, yeah. so you have one a decade. Yeah. My youngest is she'll be six months old. Wow. Ne- uh, in a few weeks, I think wow. um, it's hard to keep up. Um, the oldest will be seven in November. Whoa. Yeah. Your cat one wins in a fight between. Let's two. just say my AR came with automatic mode. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> My freedom fiddle works at full capacity. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's good because some of us don't have any kids, so it's good that y'all are out there replacing yeah. the people that I did not bother to make. So I tell you, how about people who donate to sperm banks all the time? We knew some people that used to do that, and I, I used to tell one of my friends that did that all the time. I was like, dude. Technology is getting a little too advanced. You're gonna have a bunch of 18 year olds knocking at your door in the next 18 to 25 we, years. Binkley and I talked about that on the Propaganda Reports Disappearing Patron Party this we last did. week. Actually, uh, we talked about the movie Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn, where he had over 500 children from donating sperm, yeah, which allegedly was based on a true story. Wow. I don't know if it really was. But allegedly, wow. that's a lot, man. There's this one doctor who was just putting his own sperm in him. He was just he was populating all these women. I know about that story. Yeah, yeah. it's just like what the fuck, dude. He was saving money, man. He didn't have to go to the bank and negotiate all of these donors. He just did it himself. Right. Yeah, just, maybe people bring. Maybe he's tossing everybody else's sperm out, putting his in. It's I don't. It's just yeah, like, like I'm a doctor. 
Yeah, totally. And, and so there's another story. This is a couple of years ago, but there was a guy who was trust the science. He was an independent sperm donor and he presented himself on Facebook as, Hey, I'm an independent sperm donor. I do it naturally. So, so he was offering to have sex with people <laughs> to give the sperm will, to them. I just, I'll I will you bang pregnant, your wife. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> wow incredible that's innovative um my husband and i we were watching um we we've considered slightly uh the idea of adoption and we were watching the horror movie challenge last year and one of the movies is a movie called orphan Orphan. yeah and it's about a girl who they adopt from the ukraine and they think that she's nine years old but it turns out that she's like 38 No, it's Michael Malice. It's a legit story. So yeah. that was the craziest thing is wow. we looked into it and that really happened to a couple. They adopted a child. It turned out it was just like a girl with like a progeria or, or, or dwarfism or something like that. And she was actually like 30 something years old and terrorized this family. Like tried to Yeah, their age yeah, almost. Yeah. Crazy. So they yeah. ended up, they figured out um, what she was and they tried to like give her her own apartment and like move out of town and the court system caught up with them and they're like you can't just leave her and they're like she's in her 30s yeah so did it you, was a messy you situation baby so young, you know? yeah. <laughs> did you hear that story of the this was like a, it was on documentaries a couple of years ago of this little girl who was schizophrenic and she was one of the youngest uh diagnosed with schizophrenia ever and they had to her the her mom and dad bought a separate apartment in the same structure for her to live in because she kept trying to murder her little brother. Oh my God. And it was, it was like a yeah. horrifying story. Yeah. Turns out I read the this little, the other little, day. The younger sibling did like why why she was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was he wearing? Deserve it. Don't, don't, don't victim blame Binkley. <laughs> but I read a follow-up and I didn't expect to read a follow-up on this, but I read a follow-up the other day and apparently the couple divorced and the first off the husband just left and started a new family and doesn't want anything to do with his kids. But um, it turns out she had shopped around different psychiatrists and psychologists to get a um, schizophrenic diagnosis for her son as well. And it turned out to be Munchausen's by proxy. I was wondering, that's <gasps> my next question. Yeah. She it, was it, doing it. Yeah. She was doing it. And I, yeah. I, Munchausen's by proxy is maybe one of the most terrifying things out there. I know some people that like that work with foster kids and, and I, I know some people that adults that I think might have that that have I've I've worked with in certain capacities that I've realized are are experiencing that or have that and it's crazy. I mean it's it's like once you realize what's going on it's just like holy shit this have everything you, is yeah. Have you ever heard of Gypsy Rose? Hmm. So there was this girl named Gypsy Rose. Her mom, Dee Dee, had bad case of Munchausen's by proxy. So she like gave her daughter different drugs that made her more or less seemingly retarded. And like she was, she'd ride around in a wheelchair. She'd do all the Make-A-Wish stuff, all of that. And at some point, um, when she was old enough, Gypsy Rose met a guy who she liked, and they planned and murdered her mother. For doing this to her and of course I mean, the, the boyfriend did things that no one should do to another human being definitely not a dead body but like munchausen's by proxy is not something you ever oh want to do 
I remember that story actually. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's, and they they tell the neighbors and stuff, and they force the girl to go to to doctors. And they, you know, if if one doctor can't figure something out, they find another doctor, and they just continue to to do that. And um, it, it can become for the the child growing up like that. Some of them, the it can almost manifest reality in a certain way, <clears throat> where yep. even if it's not if it's not really there, that that's all they've ever known until someone shows them something different it's, it's terrible it's horrible jeez that is a cheerful so yeah, the quest makes topic. really interesting right, point average. though because covid will accelerate the <laughs> fuck out of munchausen's by proxy yeah and that's he's not wrong I think, I think that's a good point definitely i have not right. thought about that that is absolutely terrifying it's it's caused abuse to rise it's caused obviously anxiety yeah. you know these stories anxiety up during the pandemic people are feeling m more depressed yeah no shit they've been locked in their house told they're gonna die for a year and a half <laughs> and uh forced to well, watch your bullshit all the time like the cnn all this see, stuff on tv did you a see lot of day biden's, drinking a lot of day drinking biden's tweet today yeah. where or not i guess he was speaking and someone else tweeted it but he had a, said he's talking about the nuclear the weapons and stuff well that too but he'd also said that um, violent gun crime is up uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. And I, and of course me being me, I was like, nah, bitch, it's up since, since you took office for one, it seemed like there are a lot of things that are happening that are a little bit like too planned feeling in my opinion. But beyond that, lock people into their houses for a year and a quarter and see how many of them go out and go, Hey, I could shoot some people. It's a grand social experiment for sure. Yeah. What do you say about worry. the weapons too? He's talking about guns. I don't remember the exact quote. Yeah, me might. and Cam kind of had the same thought at the same time when he did that too. He was given that speech and he said something along the lines of, there are some people who think that they're going to overthrow the government. Well, let me tell you, you'd need F-15s and nuclear weapons to <laughs> yeah. do that. And I said, did that man just said that he would use <laughs> nuclear weapons on his own people? Because it he sure say, sounded yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah, a it's threat easy. for sure. Well, and his incoherent rambling made it worse because it was yeah. kind of hard to follow the two-minute soundbite because it didn't really make sense. It didn't flow. You couldn't follow what he was saying. And then he just throws in this F-15 thing in the middle of this, this incoherent uh, rambling. He's got the best job in the world. He never has to make sense, and everybody around him will defend him and tell you it's perfect. Yeah. It's the Beautiful. greatest job ever. I wish I had a hype man like that on my uh, on my podcast. That would yeah, be awesome. Every time I just start like rambling and stuff, they're like, no, 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 hey guys, guys, hang on. Here's what he actually meant. That's what Jessica's it. here for, is so that you know, when right. I say some shit, she's like, No, 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 for the humans. This yeah. is <laughs> the rubber just makes fun of me, and that doesn't help me, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I am um, I corn pop. He talked about whipping corn pop with a chain or some shit like that. And, and <laughs> yeah. It's just like right. nobody cares. He doesn't mean it like that. You know, it means it like this. <laughs> nice. right. and Trump would mean it like that, though, if Trump said it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, Trump would give red meat to his base, and I think this is Biden giving the same to his. Yeah. And it's just, his you know, doesn't eat red meat. Well, chew or. Soy, soy, right, right. <laughs> so he definitely has to feed them what they want to hear. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the idea that they, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past the state to use that kind of weaponry on its own people because they've certainly done that kind of thing in the past before. But, you know, like nuclear weapons are indiscriminate. Like you wouldn't just yeah. get the Republicans, you know? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. I think you're right, though. I think there's an, a, a little bit of, of him saying that as, as red meat, as bait.
for the other side to attack him. Mm-hmm. So, so they fit the stereotype of being the right wing that the left wing doesn't, doesn't like and continues the right. fighting and, and the bickering. Bob, can I ask you a question about some attire that you used to wear sometimes at your theater in front of a bunch of progressives? Uh, was it the shirt? Which shirt? I wore a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's just, uh, Bob, you know, uh, Bob, you're you're more conservative, libertarian conservative, I would say. Uh, um, uh, also, you've given more opportunities to people who are progressive Democrat. You see people as people, very much so. See people as people. You don't see uh, as labels or any of the infighting like that. But you're very funny, and um, you sometimes. Uh, I remember one time I showed up, and I think you had a MAGA hat on or something in the middle of a bunch of. Pro- no, no, you didn't. Because <laughs> there was this guy who was taking a class there. Total, total left left guy and uh so i just wore it to be funny i had the i had the maga hat i had a hillary clinton hillary for prison t-shirt on <laughs> a war shirt yeah that was great and uh, yeah so i showed up and uh, uh the audience was already showing up there and it was, it was an entirely black audience <laughs> i rolled up <laughs> maga gear on and uh i was like well let me just I'm gonna. I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart choice. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You know, the hill I want to die on today. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You no, and you could have. Well, no. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, um, you know, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I, 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 I'm certain. I'm certain that it's all the media because yeah. I, I own a comedy club in Midtown. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's gays and. And and progressives and and just every kind of person that that's stereotyped on that side, but I don't know one you know ninety nine point nine percent of them are awesome, just the yeah. best. Yeah, and, uh, I actually have that same experience with my friends. Most of them are progressive. I'm like the odd man out, and I I don't get the the vitriol that you would think. Um, point of clarification: What the fuck is a friend? Well, what? Say, listen, I've got an idea of that. So, so, uh, um, I think a friend is someone that you would, uh, that you die for. That's what oh. I think. Hmm. It's a high bar, buddy. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Not sure. He's telling not... the truth. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, what you're telling me is that my kids are not my friends. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be for sure. <laughs> No, I, you know, I just want to tell my kids all the time. I'm like, you got seven billion people you could be friends with. You got one dad. I'm not your yeah. buddy. I'm not your entertainer. Yeah. Um, there you go. It's way to do it. But we're friendly. We're friendly, but I'm their dad. <laughs> yeah. And I think when you when they become adults, I certainly have like a friendly relationship with my dad now, and definitely was not the case when we were kids. Like he, we. He put the fear of God us a little bit, <laughs> but now that we're adults, there's definitely like a, a friendship aspect to it that I really appreciate. But I'm glad was not there when I was too young for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, an acquaintance is someone that you would kill for. Wow, you have like really high bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So I guess I have to kill for you now, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. What's the ratio? Like, are there more people that you would kill for than you would die for? Oh, absolutely. I think like, those are the same people, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, there, there are people that I would kill for that I wouldn't necessarily die for. I think people... Huh. Do- I don't know. Not, not for me, at least. Uh, you what know? would Jack Bauer do, is what I always ask. 
Who, who, would, who would you torture if you had to? <laughs> yeah. I love acquaintances. I think acquaintances are the bomb. You know, some people like try to diminish that, but I think it's great. You bump into people every couple of years, you catch up. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's, you know, the spice of life. I, I absolutely love that. I think that's well, better when you get older. Like when you're younger, I think you want more friends than acquaintances. But once you get older, you kind of want to separate from other people. You have your own thing going yes. on. And so well, you kind of like keep very few people in, but most people are out and you just kind of once in a while, you know. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think there's a point to that because <laughs> if you look at the, how the world orients itself and how individuals orient themselves, you you would definitely kill for your neighbors or for people in your town or your city or your, your I mean, some people will do it for their country, um, your state, but you wouldn't necessarily die for your neighbor. I mean, you might. Yeah, that's true, because I think if I saw someone attacking my neighbor, I'd go out there and do what I had to do. But right. I don't know but that I'd die. But, but you might die doing that, though. Yeah. So you might die. Like you have to be like, willing, if you're willing to kill for someone, you have to be willing to die for that same well, not thing. Necessarily. Because the act of killing, you you might also be the one killed. But well, hopefully, but, because he's attacking my neighbor, his back will be turned toward me. Right. So well, I'll get yeah, a good yeah. shot at him. <laughs> yeah. You can use a sniper <laughs> rifle but and kill for someone. But it's like, sure. if you are willing to die for someone, that means you jump in front of a bullet. So this right. is a good point. So the premeditation comes in the killing with a sniper rifle, I think. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're, just, we're just being prepared. Well, we're no. Being prepared. <laughs> Like for anything. <laughs> no, so so like that. There's that golden rule, right? You're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself, right? That's, yes. That's solid. I don't care who you are. That's a solid rule, whatever you believe in. But here's the thing about this, though. If I love my neighbor as myself, okay. If I'm hungry, um, I just go to the refrigerator and make a sandwich. There's no inner thought, inner dialogue. I just I just go and do it. Now the question is, now if I see somebody who's hungry, do I, with the same matter of factness, lack of thought? just go get them a sandwich that's that's the test of like loving people you love yourself so would i if, if i don't know damn that's a good point yeah that's good shit there oh, bob i really appreciate that <laughs> it's so and, simple too like yeah that, that's incredible so that's that's been you know 40 that's been the that's been the trip is is um is uh would, you know i would i would i i hope that i would i, I hope i'm that kind of person um you know, try to be, uh, but so that was why I was said a friend is someone that would, a friend is someone that lay down their life for you. That's, that's what, a, that's what a real friend is. And, uh, so, um, you know, the same matter of fact that I would try to save my life, you know, without any forethought, I just would try to save my life. I hope that I would just die for someone if that's what it, you know, um, um, there's this old movie I saw when I was a kid it was these sailors, they're in a submarine. And so this one guy had to close the door from the inside. So he's obviously going to die or whatever. It's and I, like uh, Armageddon, kind of. I saw that as a child, and it shook me to my core. I'm like, wow, yeah. like that. And I wasn't like, oh, that's scary. I was like, that guy is a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I want to live to be very old. I have no desire to. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't have to be the black and white necessarily all the time, where sometimes you maybe don't have to necessarily kill or have to necessarily die to accomplish the goal. But having that mentality, uh, I think would. Well, you know, if someone says, well, I'm not racist, I have a black friend, they say, well, you can still be racist and have a black friend. I'm like, motherfucker, I would die for my friend. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I guess really racist to think that you would have to. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> <laughs> that is white privilege. Right, yeah. Yes. Oh, you yeah. have to die for me because, yeah. Um, 
You well, can't let the white guy die, die from me. Himself? I can't die for myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there is um, my husband and I have actually been doing a movie marathon of submarine movies. And the theme of the captain having to choose, yeah, I don't know, we're old, Um, having to choose (laughs) one of the men to do something that you know will send him to his certain death is a huge theme throughout these submarine movies. Mm. And it's, um, there is a uh, Matthew McConaughey movie where they don't give him a command because Bill Paxton tells him, I don't think that you could send one of these boys to die. You're too friendly with them. And um, but of all but of all the submarine movies, I think the absolute best one that we watched was Das Boot. Yes, that and is awesome movie. It is from the perspective of the German uh, U-boat captain, and this is a gritty submarine movie from like t- exactly how submarines were in the 1940s. Like they had like the meat hanging over the bunks and men sharing bunks and stuff like that. It is a gritty ass movie. And if you really want to know what submarine life was like back in the World War II era, Das Boot all the way. Yeah. What were you saying Highly about the men sharing bunks? Yeah, that was the part that caught. Yeah, me. they did more than yeah. share the bunks. They yeah, they yeah. Start, there's stereotypes come from somewhere, yeah. don't they? Yeah. What you said about that's all I think about president that being a politician or or, and and politicians, I think, in my opinion, are are for the most part public relations people and probably not making a lot of the decisions that we're led to believe they're making. But if we take it on the surface level of what they say that they are and the decisions that they they would have to make, what what a fucking terrible job to have. What a burden with the worst job in the world to because there's, there's always war. We're in these constant wars. And it's like you're making decisions where people's children are no doubt going to die and they're no doubt going to die because they enlisted in something probably um, due to being a little bit naive at a certain age. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not all of them, but it's just who would want to have that job and, and have to yeah. wear that on your, your conscious rest of your life. Well, one of my favorite quotes, and I can't remember where this comes from. Uh, I can't remember who said it. I can't remember where it comes from, uh, but it was in reference to, uh, you know, being in the military he says, uh, a leader will sometimes have to send his men to their deaths. Uh, you have to determine whether or not that is, those are lives spent or lives wasted. And it is acceptable mm. to spend lives, but it is never acceptable to waste them. Yeah. I thought that was like really, really profound. Yeah, that, that is very <clears throat> profound. Uh, you know how Stalin's, one of his sons died? One mm. of Stalin's sons died. He got captured. Silly. Mm-hmm. He got captured by the Nazis and the Nazis were going to trade uh, some generals for Stalin's son to, to give him back. And Stalin said, uh, or uh, yeah, Stalin said, I don't trade generals for a soldier. And then the Nazis killed him and he earned yep. Hitler's respect. So that, that's, that's what um, Stalin did. So anybody who um, uh, thinks that the Nazis and the communists were different, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think the reason that we <laughs> look, don't look at Napoleon um, as the, war hero I think we otherwise would look at him as is because he very cheaply spent lot or he uh wasted lives wasted lives he wasted the, a lot of lives yeah he wasted lives yeah as opposed to something that I don't know might have been for a reason he just wanted conquest and he just dumped the french people on top of his <laughs> ambition and they had already yeah. just been through all the revolution stuff so they were not having it with this guy like off to the island with you fella <laughs> it's, it's, I just don't understand that 
mentality mean, how you know how could we understand that mentality it's just totally a, like a different world yeah and it, it takes me back sure. to what cam was saying at the beginning about you know watching your general skin someone for the first time and make a, a sword belt out of the skin you got to be like whoa whoa <laughs> it, yeah. that, didn't realize that uh general is going to be doing that kind of shit well i mean <laughs> and, and to be fair he allegedly did that and then they hanged draw drew and quartered him so it's like he got it back like tenfold. Do you know what hanging, drawing, and quartering is? Yeah, no. I only know from Braveheart if it's anything like the yeah, end off. scene in Brave. The horses. Yeah, yeah. So the first part, mm -hmm. the first part, super easy. They hang him, mm -hmm. and then they draw him from behind horses or a buggy, and so they take that that line around his neck, and they drive him along. And he is on the ground doing that number. And then they quarter him, which means they cut his body typically into four or five pieces. They say quartering, but they typically use cut off the head as well. And yep. so they sent his different body parts to different parts of the country to warn people not to do what he did. I wonder who got the dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know they cut the dick off and like yeah. did something extra Was with it. Luck? Because why I wouldn't you? And take, you know, I mean, maybe you like rub it. Yeah, they they, they like celebrate yeah, the guy yeah. that gets that, runs around with it. Where's the good well, luck dick? Just coming from it. the Wallace family, I can tell you that I got the dick. Yeah, <laughs> say that we did a DNA thing, so I share the same haplo group with William Wallace as well. So somewhere you and I, in. there's a dick dude, buried somewhere. You said you, you they said you had some white in your beard. I'm 32, motherfucker, and this shit is just <laughs> growing. They so say, I take it. I thought it was ranch. White in the beard is a reflection. <laughs> of no, dick. no, it's cocaine. <laughs> yes. They did some crazy shit to their enemies back in the day, and I think they still do now oh, yeah. in in other countries. We are, you know, people complain about America a lot, but like, it's kind of good to live here, and not live in you know Syria. It and is not live in unless. It is unless you're like Julian Assange. If yeah, you like yeah. didn't commit any crime at all, but you really, really pissed the wrong people off. Ross Ulbricht. Not yeah, so good. If you're on, yeah. If you're on the wrong side of U.S. foreign policy, that's not a good idea. It's not a good place to be. Well, and that's right, the question. Right. Is like people tell you to move. They're like, if you don't like it here, move. Yeah. It's like, here's the question: Do I want to be a part of the United States domestic policy or foreign policy? Because I feel like one of those is much mm -hmm. worse. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That I, is. I true. wouldn't want to be in Yemen. Is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. True. Well, so I heard it's beautiful there. It's beautiful. The sky lights up at night, and yes. <laughs> I believe I the Saudis provide free, iron. free lights at night. They do. It's very kind of them to do with all their oil money. They need to get some oil money. Yeah, <laughs> be nice. Okay, Jed Clampett, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> That's what Bitcoin is like. Everybody's a Jed Clampett just trying to hit it big on Dogecoin until it crashes. Mm. Have you guys seen the story about this guy who he invested like all of his money is like $30,000 or something into Dogecoin when it was, I think, still less than a dollar, like back in November, December or something like that. And then it blew up and he became a millionaire. So the guy went from like 30,000 bucks to like a multimillionaire. He has been holding on white knuckles for dear life, losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it started to tick back up again. But I'm, I'm like, man... I wish this guy would have sold when he had like a couple of million dollars because I think that's good. That's a good, yeah. that's a good profit. Yeah. You don't need to keep riding it at that point. 
The person that I feel sorry for, though, is the man who spent 50,000 Bitcoin on two, I think, Domino's pizzas. Yes. Aww. It was a good deal. And I know he was making the point. Day. At the time, yeah. You but get the breadsticks and the, the cheater. The brownies. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to turn that down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so those pizzas cost them today, though. <laughs> like, oh my god. I know. Speaking Ugh. of pizza, we do have a pizza psychic in our midst, oh, and god. so what I need from the group is right. if you were to order a pizza right now, what toppings would you order? And we'll start with Binkley, and then uh, Jessica here will give you a brief reading. I'm supposed what that to means define about you as a person. What it means yeah. about you as an individual. That's a tough choice. I, I back in the day, I'd probably go like pepperoni, it, it, but then I saw a bunch of pigs playing with dogs. And I really like dogs. It was too cute, so I stopped eating pepperoni, and it doesn't make Aww. any sense logically. But uh, um, yeah, so I eat a lot of uh, white pizza with like uh, spinach on it, and like cooked spinach and olives, and it's kind of a weird pizza, and I don't <laughs> even know the name of it. But I usually get one of those weird-looking green, white pizzas with green stuff on it. Do you know what? Just to break in, do you know one of the best thing things about ordering a pizza with olives on it is? What? In my house, no one else will eat it. Yeah, that's just it's <laughs> good though. Like, it's really but good. at what cost? Dude, I love olives. Yeah, yeah you got to give them the dick so, though. You have to... Obviously, because you said white, you're some you're kind gay. of white pizza supremacist. Yeah, I will. Yes, I always only get. Um, and the, right. the guy who delivers it always has like a clan hood on. I think. <laughs> That's the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Not the flavor, flav. Yeah. No, yeah. no. That's what you do if you order from Papa John's, though, is they say because Papa John's has oh. now become the racist pizza. Even though Shaquille O'Neal is now the spokesperson, oh, right. but it's still associated with the uh, the previous guy who got set up anyway. He, he did. He was set no. Up. Yeah, he <laughs> he was set he up. He was sure. and he wasn't. He's an idiot. <laughs> he he's said what he idiot. said. He's yeah. an idiot, but he was quoting someone. So yes. I mean, like yeah. he was set up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How about you, John? I've got two, but I'm going to go with the controversial one: uh, pepperoni and pineapple. Excellent. Mm. That's yeah. a, that is the right way to do pineapple oh. on a pizza is yeah. with oh, pepperoni. There is no wrong way to put pineapple to do on a it, pizza. To do oh, it so with I'm ham. I didn't realize I was among friends. Yes, awesome. to do it with ham is an anathema. Of course. And it is excommunicable. But if you do it with pepperoni, <laughs> you're doing it correctly. So I bless you, son. Oh, okay. thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. How <laughs> about you, Bob? So I, learned, so I learned a lot about you there, John. I'm going to go pepperoni, bacon, <laughs> banana peppers, extra yes. Oh, I ah, likes to keep it spicy. I like that. Banana peppers it... are good. Yeah, absolutely. They're a little pickled do... too, so I like that. Yes, I do prefer pepperoncinis, but I'm with you. Yeah, means you keep it interesting. I like that. Well, what have we been talking? Crust thin or thick, though? Do we thin? Th well, done. so what does uh, crust okay. tell you about the kind of women you like, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were getting into the cannibalism part of this. Um, yeah. Weird, weird way to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer white meat. I always have. Um, <laughs> okay, racist. So, so, yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever had pizza from Worcester, Massachusetts? Worcester, nope. Worcester pie. So it was on. No. Man vs. Food, and we heard about it. We were up there for work, and we go to this place, 
and we order the Wooster style pie. It's a thin crust pizza. I think it was pepperoni and they burn it on purpose. And their theory is that it brings the oils out in the pizza and it's a totally unique flavor. My theory is that some dude burned a pizza 30 years ago and was like, nah, dude, that was on purpose. And yeah. it was, he just like started this Wooster style pizza thing. But if you're ever there, enjoy a burned pepperoni pizza. <laughs> let me let me ask you something about the Wooster pizza. Has it ever made fun of a kid whose dad just died? Oh, well, it would <laughs> if it could. <laughs> that That's would be a nice side Twitter like, joke. A burned pepperoni pizza. Like, so I've gotten drunk many times in my life in my early 20s. And what? as you come home. You come home at night and you put a frozen pizza in the oven so that you don't die before morning. And there have been more than one occasion where I have just passed out and the pizza remained in the oven. So it doesn't catch the house on fire, just to let you know. What it actually does is turn the pizza into this little hard charcoal disc. And then it makes your house smell like the angels of hell have descended on it for the next like month. Because pizza yeah. air is heavy and it, it is settles heavy. at the lowest it smells point. Smells like Wooster's pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that Wooster pizza story just kind of like reminded me of some not great decisions I made in my life. They have pizza in Chicago. They have real thick crust pizza in Chicago, and really they'll put anything in the pizza in Chicago. It's like a challenge. Like, what do you want us to put on it? It will make it taste good. But you get mashed potato pizza. And oh, I remember yeah. looking at that and going, that that sounds yeah. like it doesn't work well together. And then I tried a piece of it and it was amazing. Fascinating. I'm gonna die. I can't. I'll die if I eat that. I, I've seen um right. It's very good. Pickles. That I've seen pickles on a pizza, no, which no, people I'm are curious. like, that's no, gross. No. But if the pepperoncinis no. go well, no. the pe the banana no. peppers go. So <laughs> why wouldn't the pickles go? Incorrect. No. These you white guys with their with their it. white tongues. Fuck pickles. <laughs> like in general, just pickles. No. You have what? No. what did yeah. pickle do something Bad. to you as a as a, do you have a, no. as a child? What did Larry the cucumber do to you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Safe place. Safe place. No, no, dude. I just I can't do pickles. It's just nasty. Show us where Larry them. touched you. <laughs> he doesn't have one. <laughs> What did Pickle Rick do to you is probably the better question. <laughs> so we hit the two-hour mark, which means that we should probably begin wrapping up. So let me ask the most important question that we ask on this show. Bob, if you don't know, we talk about white pills. So the white pill is opposed to the black pill, which is nihilism, death, losing. And the white pill, or the hope pill, as Jessica likes to call it, is something that's happening right now, be it global, be it countrywide, or even individual, that gives you a little hope for the future, that helps you carry on, you know? So I'll ask around, I'll ask Bob first. So what is something right now that is a white pill that gives you hope that you would want to share with others? Well, <clears throat> okay. So um, I love God, guys. I do. No people Me too. might take that uh, weird, but I do with all my heart. I fully believe 100% uh, God is good all the time, always taken care of. I, I tell you, when I talk to people, when I wake up in the morning, they're like, well, I don't want to hear uh, I, I ask them, I say, well, let me ask you a question. When you wake up every morning, like every morning, are you hopeful and happy? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, then I fucking win. 
Every day. So that's if I didn't have that, I'd have nothing. It's the most important thing in my life, uh, my faith. Amen. Uh, that's it. Well, I yeah, love and it. So, and that's one of the things is like I ask this question, but if I were to answer 100% the most hopeful thing every time, I would say the resurrection. Amen. So I have to go a little off book every now and then. I've said it before, but I love that answer. Yeah, John, that's great. You've never been on our show before. Correct. What is your white pill right now? Um, so I've actually got a a like more nationalized one and a personal one. If I if you don't mind okay. me doing two. Um Do two. so the more like broad scope uh would be that critical race theory is now a household term. I think that's a great thing because now we're seeing people finally like normies pushing back on it, which is excellent. Mm -hmm. Which means that it's mm -hmm. a lot less likely to continue or at least grow as fast as it has been for the past six to eight years, however long it's been, that it's been really ramping up. Um, so that's a that's a really positive thing in my opinion. And then uh, personally, I have a uh, five-year plan to become an agorist. So and like an actual mm. practicing agorist, which is nice. Um, Ooh, I've got a nice. plan or a place in uh, Tennessee up in the Smoky Mountains. And uh, it's only going to take me about five years to get there. So as long as... Hey. You know, awesome. as long as everything works out well, then I'll be there. That's something awesome. that's that's great because that's and one of the things the we too, talk by the about way, a lot. I was very impressed. Mm. I, I gotta, uh, you know, I gotta be in character when I get there. You know, I gotta be able to <laughs> yeah, play yeah. the part. Cool. <laughs> you'd, you'd think by how much I love bourbon that I'd be moving to Kentucky, but I'm not. I'm <laughs> the Kentucky <sighs> man. Good. I was born I, there. There's nothing there. <laughs> Irish whiskey is better, in my opinion. But um, I actually, I don't have. Well, the it depends anymore. on the Irish whiskey. If I'm that's there's true. A, it's like, true. there's some great bourbon. Hold on. We're doing there pills. Is. We're not doing booze right now. Let We're doing pills. Say, well, what do you take pills tried with, Jessica? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not supposed to mix. Energy but. drink? Duh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's just say uh, Red Breast 12 is maybe one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. Uh, horse Soldier. I'll, I'll give you Horse Soldier. That was really good. I've had that recently as a bourbon. It's Most delicious. recent bottle? High West. Yeah, see, I don't have my bottle anymore. It's empty, so I threw it away. But nice whiskey people. so cool. Yeah. But let me just say, <laughs> one of the most surprising, like, not, you know, made and aged <laughs> by them is Michter's. Huh. That stuff's tasty. So, okay, so hmm. moving on. <laughs> Binkley, give me another white pill. Okay, so there was a story last week. There was this baby that was born... Five months premature. It was born after four months. It was uh, the Guinness Book of World Records for a baby born at the, yeah. at, uh, after only four months. And when the parents were given, they were sat down and they said, the chance of your baby actually surviving is 0%. This baby is going to die. You could see the baby. The parents could hold the baby in their hand, and they could see its skin was so translucent they could see its organs, they could see its veins, they could see everything. And they were holding essentially a corpse, according to what the doctor said. That was a year ago. This baby just celebrated its first birthday. It said, fuck Amen. you to everybody who said I have zero chance of living. Hell yeah. Anybody who tells you you can't do anything or, or something's not possible, they're fucking wrong. There's always a way. Awesome. Doctors too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Pilar, my dude, like honestly, of the relationships I've made purely on Twitter, you are top two. And you know who oh, the other man. one is. It's Whip. <laughs> Oh, so Whip is a special guy, man. He really is. <laughs> but, but let us know what what what's uh, giving you 
a little hope for the future. Well, you might think that it would come from the newspaper since I read it every morning to people, but it doesn't because that's a terrible place to find any sort of good news. It actually comes from the two of you. I was watching your show and you guys were talking with a guest about doing better and just being better, living a Christian example. I went to bed, woke up the next day, went to a Bible study I go to every Thursday, and they talked about the same thing. So I went home and deleted my Twitter. <laughs> I took a three-day break to reset and came back with a much more positive Twitter experience. And it's because of the two of you. Oh. That's awesome. Thank you so much for telling us that. I'm so oh, happy you guys to are that. awesome. You guys mean it's, a lot to a lot of people. It's crazy to me how when like these topics will coincide, that someone will tell me something and then I do a catechumen class on Tuesdays and my cam will say something and then my priest will bring it up. And I'm like, this I, I don't know what they call that kismet or whatever. It just it's weird how that happens. Well, and I'm I am not the best Christian on the planet, but my parents taught me how to listen and taught me how to discern. And so hearing that at all is like maybe one of the best compliments I've ever heard. Sweet. So it's not really a heart. I just realized Jessica, that your, your head is actually lining up per, at least on my screen perfectly with the image yeah. of your head the, the, it has been the background on my screen, so it's like fitting almost perfectly there. <laughs> it's been messing with me the entire time. I've been yeah. trying to make my headphones yeah. line up to the headphones. Yeah, you Cam's almost got it also. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> That's somehow unsettling, Cam. <laughs> it's really distracting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Awesome. That was guys. a great, great uh, white pills from everybody, I think. I mean, we didn't hear um, you guys any more. You guys have given white pills up, but do you guys have any more white pills to add, Cam and Jessica? Do you have one, Jessica? Um, I, I didn't know that I was going to be on the spot for this. Dang it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have um, found a, a church and a community that um, has been really special to me. Uh, I, I It took me two and a half years I've been searching for a church and only in the last like month and a half did I land at one that actually like feels like home and I'm really grateful for that and I just think that community is um so so important like isolation is a killer and I just you know really want everyone to like reach out to those family members and reach out to those friends because they want to hear from you no matter what your brain tells you that's mm. fantastic and for me, like, honestly, it's been a hard little bit. Like, things have not been fantastic for me. Um, but what I've found is that and it's not necessarily family or friends that I've known for years. But there are strangers on the Internet who, when you say things are going bad, will send you either prayers or will help you find a job or will send you hundreds of dollars to help you out. And the fact that there is mutual aid like that, the fact that there is charity that is not even tied to familial bonds or sometimes even knowing someone remotely. Like the people, mm -hmm. there was one girl who sent me, I think she sent me $5, but it may have been the most impactful $5 because she didn't know me from Adam. 
she listened to one of the same podcasts I listened to. And she goes, I'm a fan of this guy. So are you. Here's $5. I want to help you out. That's and that's cool. amazing. Great. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. And it's something that like has no connection to anything other than the fact that one person was like, we like the same things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I want to bless you. And that's, yeah. that's beautiful to me. I agree, man. It's uh, people do uh, in surprising ways. People, uh, um, I, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising, but uh, people can be very supportive and very kind, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. When you're, when you well, they want you to think the world is bad because your your enemies want you demoralized, and if you refuse to be demoralized, you're already striking a blow against the people that hate you. Yeah, yeah. Let me just say one other one, the obvious one. I with other people most successfully and happily in some ways with Jessica have spoken into a microphone for over a hundred times, but officially 100 times and I'm still doing it and I still have the motivation to do it. And I swear still to God, fun. I'm getting better. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's crazy to me. That's yep. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of talking. Like there's, there are hours of conversation and there are people who will message me and say either they didn't agree or they did agree. Like um, one one big thing for me, if he listens to this, was um, Ryan messaged me today from Technoagorist. And he said, mm -hmm. your treatment in the episode with Mike Meharry about Anam and the, the way the feds used that encrypted thing was the only – I don't know if he said it was the only, but essentially the right take. It was the take that most people miss. And I was just like, mm -hmm. and that always I, just feels half, good. I just half asked it. I mean, it's just like, here's, here's what, where my brain goes. And Don't tell people you half asked it. You whole asked <laughs> it. it. Yeah. I, if I whole asked things, no one would watch. Cause they'd be like, he's so boring and smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, right. But with that, I do think it's time to wrap up. I made, some cool new video stuff, and I'm so excited about using it. Also, the the art that Top Lobster made of me as Fat Thor and Jessica as Black Widow is now on a shirt on our webs on the website. So if you it's on Amazon, but oh, if you go man. to wearethemadones.com/store, you can actually buy a shirt with my face on it. And this this dude down here already bought one. Pilar already <laughs> bought one, awesome. and that's incredible. Bad man. That's yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, and I got some great coffee to too. Nice. Lorenzotti, guys. It's where it's at. Those smelly beans. Go get those smelly beans. <laughs> smelly beans are good. Um, but with that, you know, we got to remind you, if you want to find Brad Binkley, he's on the Propaganda Report every day. Extra episodes on Rockfin. Uh, he has extra um, content on Patreon. Like, the dude's always working. So is Monica. If you don't patronize these people, I think you're dumb. So do that. Um, John has a show called The Generation Gap. And what's funny, and, and don't tell him I said this, your your name is the only one I remembered. I don't remember your co-host. What's your co-host's name? <laughs> Robert. 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 Yep. We had this whole Which argument I, about not I'm knowing the one who what makes it was. The impression on people, so it's fine. Like I'm not offended. I promise. <laughs> I've been on that show like twice. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I love Robert though. He's fun. He so is. Yeah. Check out John and Robert at the generation generation generational. Gap? generational. generational. Yeah. Gap. And then Bob, you have a theater. 
and I am not from Georgia. I lived in there. I lived there for over for I about know. two years, but I never went there. And honestly, I'd love to move back to that area at some point. What's the name of it so I can I can find it? Relapse Theater. And what's the name of the YouTube special you're on again? It's going to be called Roy Scovel Live Without Fear. It premieres tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on his channel. Awesome. Yeah. And then we've got Pilar Petrie of Opsec Drip, who is like, so we have sponsors insofar as, you know, if you buy some Lorenzotti coffee, we get some money from that. But Pilar is the first person who ever actually sponsored us. He actually sent mm -hmm. us money to include him in our show. And it was easily the one of the on. most uh, complimentary things that's ever happened. It's and, an amazing uh, show, man. <laughs> I hope so. We love I you. Try. <laughs> <laughs> but we love Pilar and his show every day. He missed a couple, like he said. But every day he reads the news in around 60 seconds and gives you the headline of the day and some thoughts to think of. It's called OPSEC drip. You can go to opsecdrip.com, right? Yep. And you know, it's on YouTube, OPSEC drip on Twitter. It's the only podcast on Twitter because it's so short. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw a, on TikTok. I saw a podcast that was 15 seconds long. Oh dude, they got me beat. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Let it go for 10, man. I the don't great know. Thing <laughs> the great thing about it, though, was it was just it's just a guy cornering his friend and asking him a, a ridiculous loaded question and then watching him back try to back out of it within 15 seconds. It's a beautiful <laughs> idea. It sounds right up your alley. Yeah. And so <laughs> the ambush at that point, you know, thank you, Brad. Thank you, John. Thank you, Bob. Thank, thank you, you, Pilar. Um, 100 episodes. I'm proud of this man. body of work. Good. Man. Um. I couldn't do it without Jessica. I would have given up had uh, Dave from the morning drive with David had not um, thrown me into the girls night chat when I was just there to listen. Would never have happened. So I owe a lot to David from the morning drive and also Joshua Smith from break the cycle showed up in here and mm -hmm. the dude is a shit stirrer and a bully in a good way on Twitter. So if you're not following him, <laughs> Do that. Break the cycle. Mm -hmm. And now I just have to talk about all of our boring stuff. So if y'all want to leave, you can. But I'm just yeah. going to ramble for a couple minutes. It's just sponsors and stuff. So <laughs> if you guys don't have to stick around for that. But thank you all the, uh, so much for so. coming. Yeah. Oh, no, you're oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was good to meet all you guys. And it's good to it's see you, It's great to Bob. see you, Bob. Yeah, great seeing you too, Jessica. Y'all be safe. Well. Yes. We'll talk <laughs> to y'all next time. Bye, yeah, see you guys. All right, back to back to us. Just us chickens. <sighs> that was a lot of fun. I yeah, I was. didn't expect it to become what it did, but I'm happy it did. There were a lot of a lot of topics hit. Um, I love when someone besides me says God is their white pill. Like that's that's See, tight. I knew Bob ten years ago when I was a young ne'er do well running around Atlanta getting hammered all the time, and um, I had no idea that we would meet up again 10 years from now and I would hear him talk about how God is his white pill. And I just like, that's such a um, hopeful enlivening thing. Like he really, he really gave me a hope pill as yeah. I like to call it. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot that, well, and that's the thing we didn't, I didn't, you know, 
coin white pill. That's mostly malice. But I love that there are people that we've helped spread it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that there are people who see, I mean, even if you don't call yourself an agorist, if you see a chance to make your life better, especially if it goes in the way that we talked about with God, I, I would love people to do that, that I can't, um, I can't imagine having any form of peace right now in my life if it wasn't for that. And I, I hope other people get that. Um, so look, guys, if you're a big fan of those honk if you love Jesus bumper stickers, I'm going to throw you a hit the like and subscribe if you love Jesus, because <laughs> we talk about him all the time on this show. So if you're a newcomer, this is your first time, you enjoyed what you heard, then, you know, we want to see you back here for sure. Yeah, we do. We do a lot of off color jokes. We do a lot of um, current event, you know, deconstruction. And mm -hmm. we do a lot of you know dick jokes, but we also I, I I don't know if there's been an episode where I haven't thrown in Jesus at some point. So get used to it. I'm not changing. He just gets in there. I don't know. <laughs> but um, with, you have something I, new to show us, don't you? Do I? Yeah, the outro. Isn't it new? Oh yeah, the outro. But yeah. before we get to that, um, oh. if we, I gotta tell I gotta tell people the things. Um, we are on Rockfin. Mm -hmm. Just go to rockfin.com slash the mad ones. We're on youtube.com slash the mad ones. Um, Odyssey's annoying, but if you search the mad ones on Odyssey, we're the first thing that comes up. Um, we live stream in all those places. So if you want to watch it live, your best possibility of getting a comment on the screen, I didn't do it a lot today. There was a lot going on. I'm sorry if you wanted that. We had a Brady Bunch situation going on. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, help us out if you want. Let's keep the lights on. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep having fun. I am, I can't tell you how excited I am about some of the new stuff we're going to be doing. Because like we've kind of hinted at, we will be doing less political things. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about things that come up. But that's not the sole focus anymore. Because there are a lot mm -hmm. of people talking about the same things. And there are a lot of subjects out there that are taboo or are just not talked about enough or, if, or people are afraid of. And that's mm -hmm. what we want to hit. We want to hit the fun stuff. We want to hit the deep stuff. We want to hit the dark stuff. October is going to be lit. I won't tell you oh what it, what's, God, everything's happening there. Excited for October, you guys. I, have, I, I haven't set out August and September yet, but October is locked up and it's going to be. But so we are good. having Nick Ashley. We're having Shane Hazel. Mm -hmm. Who else are we have, having? We're going to have Allie back to talk about postmodernism. Yes. And this time oh, I won't so be high that. off my ass. So I'll be able to understand and talk. And then I might be the no offense to the, those other guys, but I'm most excited about the newest one that you'll see on the list, which is Kate Cher Cheryl from um, Burials and Beyond. She is a woman who has a, she's, she will be finishing up her PhD literally days before we have her on. And she is an expert in um, cemetery studies in death and in stuff like that. And death is not talked about enough. And there are a lot nice. of things that, that I want to say about death that I need to take my own advice for, but that I think people need to hear more about. And that is going to be so exciting to me. 
get a shirt though. I make shirts. There are two new ones. There's the one, like the one I'm wearing here, our lightning one, which is just, I'm, I love it. And then it's our season uh, like two I, theme, like I said, top lobster made us these, this design and it is on a shirt. We are the mad slash store. Check that out. Um, and get some Lorenzotti coffee. Listen to obsec drip. But if you go to Lorenzotti coffee, every time you buy coffee, put the mad ones in the promo code and get 10% off. It doesn't end. It's probably something they should know about, but I'm not going to tell them. Get that money off. But beyond that, we're, I'm, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I want to show you this new this new outro. I'm so stoked about it because I was like, I want to try this new thing. Let's see if it looks cool. I like it. Is there anything you would like to share with this dear audience of ours before we go? Now, I appreciate you guys for hanging out. I know a lot of you like Heather and Quest, for example. You are friends of the show. You're always here. You're always supportive. Quest, I still owe you a t-shirt that is coming. I haven't mailed it yet, but it is coming. So know that and let me know if you actually want the season two one or you want the yellow smoke. And I'll get that out to you as soon as possible. Um, also, you guys are why we do this. So I appreciate you coming week after week to be with us. You guys are our friends. Also, I did want to mention we do have our first Patreon supporter. Yes. His name is PP Steve, and I'm shouting you out. If you listen to this, I'm so stoked. I mean, thanks, PP Steve. Thank for you for keeping P. P. the lights Steve. on. <laughs> With that, the only thing I have left to say is boring now, but I'm going to find another sign off phrase at some point. I swear to God. Uh, be the glitch you want to see in the Matrix. Uh,